Come in, Captain. What do you think? It's, uh, it's very interesting, sir. All holographic, of course. The sculptures and the flats both. Some of them are lost. Many of the others are on planets now occupied by the Rebellion. Y yes, sir. I, I thought you'd want to know, Admiral, that the scouts have returned from the Obroa Sky System. The Wing Commander will be ready for debriefing in a few minutes. Were they able to tap into the Central Library System? They got at least a partial dump. I don't know yet if they were able to complete it. Apparently there was some attempt at pursuit. The Wing Commander thinks he lost them, though. No. No, I don't believe he has. Particularly not if the pursuers were from the Rebellion. Yes, sir. I've ordered the sentry line onto yellow alert. Shall we go to red? Not yet. We still have a few minutes. Tell me, Captain. Do you know anything about art? Uh, not very much, sir. I've never really had much time to devote to it. You should make time. Sapphire paintings. Circa 1550 to 2200, pre-Empire date. Note how the style changes right here, at the first contact with the then Quora. Over there are examples of Peonid Extrosa art. Note the similarities with the early Safa work, and also the mid-18th century pre-Am Vathkari flat sculpt. Uh, yes, I, I see. Uh, Admiral, shouldn't we be- Bridge to Grand Admiral Thrawn, sir, we're under attack. This is Thrawn. Go to Red Alert and tell me what we've got. Calmly, if possible. Uh, yes, sir. Sensors are picking up four New Republic assault frigates, plus at least three wings of X-Wing fighters. Symmetric cloud information coming in on our scout ship's vector. Run engines to full power. Prepare to make the jump. Delay that order, Lieutenant. TIE fighter crews to their stations. Activate deflector shields. Admiral! Come here, Captain. Let's take a look, shall we? Fortunately, the scout ships have enough of a lead not to be in danger themselves. So let's see what exactly we are dealing with. Bridge, order the three nearest sentry ships to attack. Yes, sir. Excellent. That will do, Lieutenant. Pull the other two sentry ships back and order Sector 4 line to scramble out of the invader's vector. Yes, sir. Shouldn't we at least signal the rest of the fleet? The Death's Head could be here in 20 minutes, most of the others in less than an hour. The last thing we want to do right now is bring in more of our ships, Captain. After all, there may be survivors, and we wouldn't want the Rebellion learning about us, would we? Bridge, I want a 20-degree port-yard rotation. Bring us flat to the invader's vector, superstructure pointing at them. As soon as they're within our outer perimeter, the Sector 4 sentry line is to reform behind them and jam all transmissions. Yes, sir. Uh, you sir. don't have to understand, Lieutenant. Just obey. Yes, sir. I'm afraid I don't understand either, Admiral. Turning our superstructure toward them. Watch and learn, Captain. That's fine, Bridge. Stop rotation. Hold position here. Drop docking bay deflector shields, boost power to all others. TIE Fighter Squadrons, launch when ready. Head directly away from the Chimera for two kilometers. Then sweep round in open cluster formation. Backfire speed, zonal attack pattern. Do you understand now, Captain? I'm, I'm afraid not. 
I see now that the reason you turned the ship was to give the fighters some exit cover. But the rest is nothing but a classic Marg Sable closure maneuver. They're not gonna fall for anything that simple. On the contrary, not only will they fall for it, they'll be utterly destroyed by it. Watch, Captain, and learn. What in the Empire are they doing? They're trying the only defense they know of against the Mog Sable. Well, to be more precise, the only defense they are psychologically capable of attempting. You see, Captain, there's an Elam commanding that force. And the Elamen simply cannot handle the unstructured attack profile of a properly executed Mog Sable. That sentry ship attack a few minutes ago, you were able to tell from that that those were Elamen ships? Learn your art, Captain. When you understand a species' art, you understand that species. Bridge, bring us back up to flank speed. Prepare to join the attack. Sounds like the Abroa Sky is a dead end. There's no way we'll be able to spare the manpower that much pacification would cost. For now, perhaps. But only for now. Admiral? It's the second piece of the puzzle, Captain. The piece I've been searching for now for over a year. Bridge, this is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Signal the Death's Head. Inform Captain Harbin we'll be temporarily leaving the fleet. He is to continue making tactical surveys of the local systems and pulling data dumps whenever possible. Then set course for a planet called Makir. The nav computer has its location. Yes, sir. You seem lost, Captain. I take it you've never heard of Makir. Uh, should I have? Probably not. Most of those who have have been smugglers, malcontents, and otherwise useless dregs of the galaxy. I ran across an offhand reference to it some seven years ago. What caught my attention was the fact that although the planet had been populated for at least 300 years, both the Old Republic and the Jedi of the time have always left it strictly alone. What would you infer from that, Captain? Uh, uh, that it's a frontier planet, somewhere too far away for anyone to care about. Very good, Captain. That was my first assumption, too. Except that it's not. Mercur is, in fact, no more than 150 light years from here, close to our border with the Rebellion and well within the Old Republic's boundaries. No, the actual explanation is far more interesting and far more useful. And that explanation became the first piece of this... this puzzle of yours? Again, Captain, very good. Yes. Here, or more precisely, one of its indigenous animals, was the first piece. The second is on a world called Wayland, a world for which, thanks to the Oberons, I finally have a location. Then I congratulate you. May I ask just what exactly this puzzle is? Why, the only puzzle worth solving, of course. The complete, total, and utter destruction of the Rebellion.
Adjustments to dilithium crystal chamber complete. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... Hello, all you fans of red-eyed chess club nerds who fancy themselves art critics and their insane clone protectors. Wait, so that's what ICP stands for? This is the Dungeons and Dweebs podcast, episode 25, Heir to the Empire, part one. I'm your host, Bob. I had a dream last night that I was on the end of a plank being pushed into the Sarlacc pit, when suddenly I heard laughter. I looked up, and there was Nichelle Nichols fan dancing and humming a tune from Whitesnake. Uh, well, here I go again on my own, but uh, she could dance on the hood of my X-34 land speeder any day. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, he's seated in his command chair like a Bond supervillain. But that's not a cat he's stroking. He calls it his Ysalamir. And I hear it pushes quite the force bubble. It's Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's Salacious Crumb, thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody, yeah. Episode 25, Star Wars, a yeah. brand new Woo. trilogy, a brand new... I don't know. Oh, I'm so giddy. I, I can't... <laughs> my giddy old. <laughs> We know, but hey, let's let's kick things off. To my left, he's his own evil emperor of his own executive council. It's Clob. <laughs> Greetings, Padawan learners. First. Damn, it's cold. <laughs> it's only October. It's not supposed to be blowing, snowing, and freezing. Your old Uncle Clob stopped at the liquor store on the way to the studio today, and on my way out the door, the cashier yelled at me, your tauntaun will freeze before you reach the first marker. <laughs> I told him then I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Made my way to the studio to find Luke wandering around the front yard in a daze, mumbling something about instant rice and a Muppet. <laughs> I took him inside, warmed him up, and as I cracked the door to the studio, all I could think of was, ooh, and I thought it smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Damn winter up here already, and I don't like it. Across the table from me, he's back, but he's added an extra vowel to his name now, so it might not really be him. He's come a long way since his starring role as the young sweeper at the end of The Last Jedi. The kid cloud kicker to my Baloo. Welcome back, Neil. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and thank you for that wonderful intro about pronunciation. And with that, I prepped just in case for pronunciation, because as we know, I'm we glad. are terrible on this podcast at pronouncing names. I was going to say, I'm glad somebody So did. first, Taz. I want to make sure you guys know, I want you guys to correct me if I'm wrong yes. here. Okay, I have four character names, and they're important okay. to this book. Okay. Yes. First name, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're 12. Uh, second oh name, Chewbacca. I believe it's Stubaca. Okay. Um, Skywalker. <laughs> make, make sure you get the L in there. And my last one I have is Han. 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 So I'm that bounty hunter. Oh I just had to make sure here in preparation. I mean, we, we don't do a good job of it. So, that, that is uh, true. So we wait, have... those are all correct? No one corrected me here. No, you're good. That, oh, those those are, are exactly the, how you say those. We'll the comments the, take care the, of the, you. The, a, the H is silent in Skywalker, so it's more of Skywalker. Walker. Oh. <laughs> that L. God, I can't believe they spelled it wrong in the book. 
Uh, but we are here. I am so excited. We are here to start our review of the Timothy Zahn Heir to the Empire trilogy. What a lot of people claim is the trilogy that kick-started uh, kind of a, out of a Star Wars slump. Back in 91. Back in 1991. I like in the annotations of this book, Timothy Zahn says that his book like was like sticking a fork into the pie to see if there was still steam under the crust. And that boy was there steam. And so a lot of people say that it's because of this trilogy that uh, we might have gotten episodes one, two, and three. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it launched the whole new era of Star Wars. Uh, George Lucas was seeing if, if these books, uh, if, if there was any excitement still out there for Star Wars. Um, so not only is this arguably better than the uh, post-Empire movies, <laughs> it is the reason that we got the prequels. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, yes. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Thanks a lot, Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Jeez. wait, wait, wait. Zahn! <laughs> oh, wrong series. Sorry. <laughs> well, because <Too> I... Too Present. <laughs> 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 So, oh. since I drug us into this, I'll be the one buying the first round. Yes, you will, finally. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, you with the blue hey. hair. Come here, babe. We don't serve there. Do you have any blue milk? Oh, what am I supposed to find in it? Oh my goodness. It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to Kaki's Station to get some power converters. Okay, okay, it's not a detonator, it's just a jammy dodger. What are the B boys? Tavern talk. <laughs> All right, well, we're back. We're cozied up around the tavern fire. But for those of you who are just joining us, and this is Star Wars, so we're going to be getting some new listeners, this is Tavern Talk, the part of the show where we take about half an hour uh, to go around the table, talk about whatever's going on in uh, the nerd world, and then also do listener feedback and respond to you guys. Yeah, so. sort of just uh, keeping up with uh, the Dungeons & Dweebs crew. Exactly. We've got a lot to keep up with on this one. So, Yikes. Luke, do you got anything? to talk about um nothing like really new uh, as far as nerd world stuff um so bob you, you posted our reading calendar um yeah we've got a, little, a couple of things going on there jeff had uh posted he never got into star wars books but he's looking forward to us guys uh wading into the insanity that is xanth oh and we are getting into xanth i mean i'm gonna shout out to uh eric uh, Horner, who uh, one of uh, the friends of the sh of the show, has some great music out there. Uh, so look him up. But he's the one Does who's he do Xanth stuff too. He he no, I or don't he... know if he's done any songs about Xanth. I don't okay. think so. Hey, hey Eric, do you have a brother named Jack? Possibly a younger brother. Jack Horner, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eric. I didn't know my English teacher. This is how we lose listeners. No, no, really. No. Um, but he is the one who suggested Xanth. Clob, uh, you're a huge fan. I will. Yes, yes. I read at one time in my life, probably like like ninth grade through senior of high school. I read every Xanth thing I could get my hands uh, on, okay. uh, and it's. I'm excited to go back to that oh, universe yeah. because it. The, that universe, it's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, at, at the promptings of Eric, I read the... I, I got a bunch of the books, read the first three, and yeah, instantly we have to do these. <laughs> this is perfect for Dungeons & Dweebs Roundtable, so can't yes. wait to get to that. And I did I did get back to Jeff, but I want to save that for after Tavern Talk. There's something I want to bring up there, but Sounds good. I did have... Uh, Justin got back to me. Um, 
saying, Luke, the defunct expanded universe is ridiculously superior to what we've been given in the current movies. And that's even accounting for the thousands of pages of the old EU that were absolute garbage. So <laughs> and there is some garbage. So he's got there some strong garbage. feelings here. Yeah. The best thing about post-Disney takeover Star Wars are the comic books they're putting out. Mm. And Rogue One. Rogue One was pretty good. I agree with him on that one, for sure. I like Rogue One. Which is not to say you won't find a fair bit of shade to throw at the Thrawn trilogy, but if you try to argue it's not better than The Last Jedi, you're smoking crack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Going going back to the last podcast, see, he knows you smoke crack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to snort some crack. (laughs) What? (laughs) So... Um, you know, I'm partially in his corner on this one as well. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree. I haven't read a lot from the newly new expanded universe mm-hmm. they're trying to launch. I've read a few of the books, and there's a few that I didn't even finish. Uh, I just stopped the the Princess Leia Bloodlines book. I just stopped halfway through. Oh, like, I, I, I remember. I don't even care what that, happens yeah. in this book. Um, so I agree. What? They have not. They didn't at least launch a book it. about make believe politics. Come on. Solidly about make believe <laughs> politics. Part of the prequels was the politics. <laughs> I mean, that's what I tuned. Did in they for. not learn? It? Turned in for the <laughs> before, scenes. You know, and before it was announced what movie he was actually going to be in, when they when they started talking on some of the nerd blogs about Ben Mendelsohn being cast in uh, a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I for sure thought it was going to be Thrawn. He's the bad guy. Oh in Rogue yeah, One. yeah, right, right. I oh, for yeah. sure thought it was gonna yeah. be, he was going to be Thrawn. Right, right. Well, there was all that talk about, well, are they going to touch uh, Timothy Zahn's stuff or not? No, although they've invited Timothy back into the ring by redoing the Thrawn novels, or he's re- reimagining yeah. Thrawn. Uh, and Thrawn shows up in the cartoons. Cartoons, he's in the cartoons. So we will kind of look at that. I'm going to for sure watch all the cartoons stuff, see how they've reimagined him. I won't lie. I watched the, the Clone Wars stuff. I, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm I haven't right watched the Rebels stuff. I, cartoons are tough. For it's, me. And that stuff, it felt so childish. Oh, yeah. I don't know if, uh, Clone Wars was... Just, I, just, the anim- just the animation for, like, what is it, Rebels or Rogues uh, or whatever it is. The newest one. Yeah, the, the, newest, the newest one. Just, it's, it's, it's like the new Scooby-Doo animation that they're trying yeah, to do, too. It's yeah. just, I don't like it. Right, right. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. And I do have, I guess, Bob, I don't know how you want to get into this. You had posted a little question asking... Oh yeah, let's just because uh, I, I got we got one reply on Twitter. Okay, yeah, let's so do maybe, it. Maybe we'll lead it off with there, Bob. Well, Bob, why don't you tell us what you posted on Facebook? Okay, so on Facebook, I had posted a question: Where were you May first, nineteen ninety one? For those who remember the dark times, what were your thoughts on these first novels by Timothy Zahn? Um, I shared it all out over the play. Out all over the place, but I'm. Oh, we're sticking to the comments that we get on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. which was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but which is good. Um, we did um, on Twitter. Well, first of all, yeah. Uh, what did you get on Twitter? At uh, Baron Saber Sober. I'm sorry if I'm butchering this. Um, well, first of all, he walked me through. Um, fixing our privacy settings on our Twitter account. I'm sorry if anybody has been trying to DM us who uh, we don't follow, but our privacy settings were set wrong. <laughs> and if you know what I do for a living, that's super embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, uh, Baron said to us, uh, when Air to the Empire came out, dot, 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 dot. When Air came out, my friends and I were heavily into playing West End Games Star Wars, the role-playing game. Yeah. I had only been playing for two years, but some of my friends had been playing since it had come out. He had a cam- We had a campaign going, the older players had a different one, and occasionally we would run short little adventures for whoever was free. 
If you have never played it, it is one of the best games ever. Obviously, we were all big Star Wars fans, so even the idea of new Star Wars books was a major topic of conversation. For us, one of the biggest things was how much Zahn used the West End Games source books. Apparently, Lucasfilms had given them to him and told him to incorporate them, and for that, and to them, that was a huge deal. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely. I, Bob, I have to ask you, because yep. you, I did play Star Wars minis with you yes. so long ago, <laughs> um, is that a West End game RPG, or what is this West End so, game? So RPG? West End Games is, is who had the license to do, like, uh, throughout... I, I want to say most of the 80s into the early 90s, West End Games was doing all the role-playing stuff. Um, and they had a miniatures game. Uh, that's not the miniatures we played. We played it once uh, Wizards grabbed it. Um, but uh, West, End, West End Games uh, had tons of source books. If there was any place Star Wars was still being kept alive. So we call it the Dark Times, act like there's nothing going on with Star Wars. But West End Games was single-handedly keeping that flame alive uh, by throwing out source books and 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 kind of fleshing out that universe. Yeah. And, and I'll jump in here because yeah. I have played this game. Oh yeah, I, I have, have too. <laughs> I, have, I have played the, the the Star Wars role-playing game from West End Games. Oh, oh yeah. And just extremely uh, player, player-centered, extremely yep. well-written for players who were either just starting out or right. were... Um, just learning both DMing and and playing oh, yeah. in itself. But I I remember playing this in college, and I remember th this just being the coolest thing because you could go and you could go and sit in the most Eisley Cantina. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, and and like listeners to the show know that I never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I did play this. Uh, but, so I, <laughs> sitting around in the basement with my uh, well, and we, cousins, we, and we talked about it all the time when we were doing the uh, Dragonlance books. Is yeah. you know the fact that. Three of us around the table here are in a campaign right mm -hmm. now, are in a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Where do you go when you need to find information, or where do you go when you need to start something or find somebody? You go, you go to the tavern, right? Where in, everybody in knows Dungeons your name and, in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I, you go to the cantina in right. Star Wars. And, For sure. And so it's. I, get, it, it, I, I remember. I just re looked it up here and I remember this. I, I wish I still had my copy of this book. Right. But it was just, it was so much fun to actually get in and play and play in this universe that we all loved so much. Oh, for sure. Uh, we've got a lot of responses to this on our Facebook page. Uh, so uh, Ben says that he loved them. Muhammad says, I didn't get my copy until 2000 because it's not easy to get these things when you live in Tunisia. Ooh. So Hi, we, Tunisia. <laughs> that is awesome because, I mean, this is where they filmed the, the mm. all of the desert stuff in the first Star Wars movie. Are the sets, like, still there? Um, there is actually companies that do like tours, tours, tours yeah. out yeah. there yeah it's crazy uh, it took me two months to finish the books and i was hooked from the first page i couldn't agree more mohammed um robert says read many of them and i like the storyline uh dan says awesome can't wait i love these um i'm gonna slaughter this so i apologize a teen I bought all three books when they came out, read it twice, it was good. When they talk about starting the seventh movie, I thought of this and forgot to and forgot to write that I still have the original ones somewhere. Um, Ralph, though, says I was meh on the slave creature storyline, wow. um, which I'm thinking he's talking about the Nogri. 
Well, that could be. I'm guessing, so he doesn't yeah. like, didn't necessarily like those. Um, Gannon says, although I was, wasn't was born until 1998, I grew up with the originals and didn't see the prequels until I was 12. This trilogy was my first set of Star Wars novels I ever read. Thrawn is my all-time favorite villain, and these books are still my favorite in all of the EU. I reread them at least every two years. Man, wow. Gannon's my kind of guy. Yeah, this was, <laughs> this was me uh, when I was a kid... Uh, as well. Not, not as a kid. It's you now. It's still me. <laughs> Janik says better than TLJ. Plus Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Which, I, which I said. <laughs> really, <laughs> really thanks, yeah. Luke. Well, that's yeah. the way he read it. <laughs> so, he did put it as a question. Yeah, I did, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Neil. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm here to back um, you up. <laughs> I really like what James has to say. James says, this was back before the internet was quite so prevalent. I didn't even know that a new Star Wars book had been written, and I stumbled across the the second book, Dark Force Rising, and when it was released in hardcover and was on display at a B. Dalton's in the mall. Remember B. Dalton? No. <laughs> I was going to say you wouldn't. We had a B. Dalton in our local mall. Yeah, we did. I nearly fell over myself trying to get to it. I bought Air of the Empire and Dark Force Rising on the spot the entire way home. All I could think of was, is this the novelization of a new movie? I finally got a chance to read the books and I was a little underwhelmed with some of the choices. Uh, the force canceling of Salamiri was a big disappointment for me. Spoilers. Um, well, that's what he says. Uh, we'll get to it. But as I waited for the final novel to be released, least, the series grew on me. I think it was due to the strong characters and the engaging plot lines. James's story is so close to mine. In our mall, we had an, a Red Owl. Do you remember Red I Owl? I remember Red Owl. Yeah, it was like a grocery store kind of thing. And that's where I first saw Heir to the Empire. I remember Red. distinctly seeing it on the... Sh and like losing it, like I immediately, mom, mom, yeah, mom. yeah, bought it, went home, uh, called my cousins, and like you'll never believe what I have in my hand right here, Star Wars book. It's a Star Wars <gasps> book. And uh, there was Star Wars books before, right? There was a Han Solo trilogy, a Lando Calrissian trilogy, and a Splinter of the Mind's Eye book. Um, but all of those three, when I was growing up, by that time were like out of print, and I didn't even know they existed. Splinter of the Mind's but... Eye sounds like something you've talked to me about. Yes. I think someday we will do that. Okay. But um, is that that has those what are those creatures? The Yuzong Bong? No, or no. Where, what are they from? No. Um so so what ended up happening is when Star Wars was filmed, mm -hmm. uh, George Lucas still didn't know, even with the success, if he was going to be able to make a move a second movie. Yeah, I know. That. So what they did what he did is he had the author Alan Dean Foster write a book that could be adapted for screen on the small screen, like on TV, and okay. it was supposed to continue the adventures. So they figured, hand, uh, even then, they knew Harrison Ford was too big of a star. They couldn't use him. So they're like, just go with Luke and Leia and something that would be small time that we could do. So basically, it's just those two crash landing on a planet. A lot of uncomfortable sexual tension oh, between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, because it was after the first movie. Yeah, I remember this yeah, now. I remember yeah. this now. But they make it so all of it could pretty much be done on a small television budget. And it's it's a... Like like the Christmas specials? You like the Christmas specials? Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Didn't we, uh, Return to Endor? Uh, <laughs> can I, I? I'm pretty sure, Neil, you were there. Bob, you were the, the person who did this to me. Yeah. We, it was... We, we work at a school. Um, yeah. It was after hours. We we went into somebody's classroom. I don't remember who's. Put it, it was on the big the screen. Time. Yeah. Yep. Was it your? It was my room. It was your yeah, room. Yeah, it was my and room. We watched this terrible like, the Christmas special. <laughs> yes. And then like its entirety. 
and it's it's awful. It, it just I don't know. I, the I, just the the memory I have of sitting in like students' desks watching <laughs> this. It was uh, one of the weirdest things I've done in my and life. And it's and it's so grainy. We might as well have had the reel to reel setup. Like oh, okay, God. class, quiet well, down. It was like it was it was, it was, an, it was it was like the old VHS version uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> it's true. I mean, no, we totally had our own legitimate copy and. Um, a new list, uh, a new listener, at least I haven't, uh, I think she just joined on. So Michelle, welcome. Says, Hi, Michelle. <laughs> I love the Zahn novels. I still have them on my bookshelf, lovingly read several dozen times. I still believe that Mara and Thrawn were some of the best new additions characters arc to the SW universe. I Preach. couldn't, I, can I agree couldn't more. agree more. Couldn't agree more. Michelle, uh, for sure. Um, Brian got me into the Star Wars books. Um... I could go through all of them, but there's a lot of them. Jim says, while I enjoy The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, in my secret heart of hearts, the Thrawn trilogy and the related books of the EU is still the real history of post-Endor Galaxy. Um, me too, Jim. Um, and John, I was playing Ninja Turtles outside with my friends at the time. I didn't discover Heir to the Empire until 92. <laughs> that, was, that would be me playing Ninja I, Turtles. I was playing Ninja Turtles as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why not both? Yeah. Why not both? Uh, Michael uh, very snarkily says, back when Star Wars was amazing, instead Ooh. of the watered-down dribble it is today, before I heard of the Empire book, there was nothing going on with Star Wars. The whole franchise died, and it was resurrected again in 91. Um, this is true. Um, Callum says, some of the ideas sound bad just straight out, but when reading them, they make sense. And I think as we he's, go through he, it, we'll yeah, see Yeah, he's got a very valid point. Yeah. Actually, I assume, is Callum a, Callum a dude? Callum, yeah, Callum, yeah. you do. Well, he's got Ben Kenobi as his character, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's fun with the internet. <laughs> yes, uh. yes. Uh, Jason, our, fi our final one that I'll read. Jason says, "I remember stumbling across Air while browsing a Walden books, and was quite, it was quite a shock to see it as the internet was still in its infancy. One of the best memories of high school." That's an interesting point, since we are a literature podcast too. To bring up, remember that B. Dalton Walden? Oh, all of these borders, yes. Uh, there wasn't just one bookstore out there, kids. I know for you young guys, you guys just know Mardin's and Noble. Um, but there used to be, like, little yeah. bookstores. All like, over even, the place. Like, even, like, little old people used to own their own bookstore, and it was, like, you know, Sally's Bookstore in downtown. Can tone of just, like, superiority he's trying to bring up right now because he's old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's acting like we've never heard of these things. I feel Wait, I haven't. I mean, our town had a used bookstore that was around my whole life, so I know about these things. It's not just corporate conglomerate. Like, <laughs> some people might try to watch with everything to do. <laughs> what is that? I do. I, I am jealous of your uh, your hometown. I know. I, I picked I up. I never had that. That. What are you talking Solo about? We had a used bookstore in Virginia our entire life. His hometown mm -hmm. is not Virginia. Well, I mean, that is close enough to us to be like a town that you Mine go to. Mine was like to. five minutes away in town. Oh, so then never just mind. saying. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> and now everybody knows where we're from. Um, <laughs> that's quite. true. So much for anonymity. Yeah, when we bring down the hatred, if we review these books, um, no, there's no hatred. <laughs> just a break through Luke's front window. Good thing it's a rental. Uh, <laughs> this is true. Very Not true. Um, anyway, that, that's all you had on that post. That's um, what I've got. Uh, for I'm that. just going to bring up one more thing. I'll throw it over to Club and Neil if you guys got anything. Um, that was we, a lot of feedback. Post, yes. A, an immense amount of feedback just for Star Wars. I'm going to bring it back to Dragonlance, and I'm not going to bring up anything in general, just our post. Um, Bob, you had posted our intro for episode 24. Yeah. Um, I just looked. It's at like 1.4 thousand views. Yeah, on awesome. 
Facebook um, and all the love that that got. I, I'm not going to lie. That was one of the favorite things that I've recorded as yeah. a, I, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even say amateur. What's, what's lower than amateur voice actor? <laughs> Noob. Noob. A noobish <laughs> voice actor. Um, well, because that was your race. I mean, you were Raceland, man. We, you spent a year with that character. Did, right. We've been thinking about it. And that was, that was a great way for you to do that homage it did, it did, to that, yeah, that, that goodbye to, to that character. Yes, yes. And I won't lie, when I finished editing that out, my eyes might have been dewy, oh. and then sent it to you to listen. You were you were a little verklempt. Yeah, a little verklempt. Verklempt. Yeah, and 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 I felt like, man, like this is really heavy. Like we just ended the second trilogy. I felt like we were done mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, just done. And it all come full circle because we started with Dragonlance. We ended it. Man, it it, it was weird. It was it a was weird huge. feeling. Yeah. Heavy feeling. Huge. Thank you, everybody. Um, just yeah. all, all the love we've seen. I even you know the internet's full of trolls, and on that post, I haven't. Seen any negative, uh, yeah, which thank is you, great. Thank you, thank you, especially thank you. since we were so negative on our last yeah. review, and we have it hasn't brought out the trolls, yeah. Which is and everybody, uh, uh, everybody who's you know coming with us from Dragonlance who maybe doesn't necessarily know the Star Wars books and is just hanging around to hang out with us, that's awesome. Thank, thank you, you. Yeah. um, Clob, Neil, anything for Tavern Talk, as long uh, as we're just here. a couple quick things, um, I I don't know. Remember if I talked about this last time? I think last time we were recording, I was just starting the Punisher series on mm. Netflix. Okay. Um, I I've gotten through the entire first season, the entire thirteen episodes. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like I want, like I, I had to like. Go. I, love, I love how much nerdier. Like, did you get internet at your house? Is that what's is that what's happened no. here? No. <laughs> no. Oh. Okay, never, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say because like you, you've hey, like, your wow, nerds moved up in this. Yeah, world. your hey, nerd scale's gone up. I, I, I may have gotten an unlimited cell phone plan. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, so yeah. No, I've been I hotspot my I've been unlimited hotspot on my phone. So I've just been hotspotting my phone through Netflix. That's cool. But the Punisher, awesome. Just so it's so dark and deep and bloody. You got to get through like the. It, it takes about. Three, four episodes to start punishing. Okay. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Before he starts punishing. <laughs> it's, 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 well, he still punishes, but like before he like puts on puts on the skull Real and like goes, on back, goes back into being the Punisher that he was in Daredevil. Actually, yeah. I, I haven't even started this. Um, awesome. Like, okay. I have also. I, I have a I have a couple, I have a couple friends who are like legit biker dudes, uh-huh. and we talk Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. all the time. I have recommended the Punisher to those guys. Okay. I have recommend. I have recommend. I'm like, no, you guys would. Di- you're they're legit bikers with the cuts yep. and like the old ladies and the pogs and the whole shit. <laughs> 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 and we talk. And we, we talk Sons of Anarchy all the time with them because I, we're all big fans of that show. And Mayans mm-hmm. is coming out here soon, the spinoff from that. Uh-huh. But I have recommended this to them. Okay. As you know, the nerd recommending a comic book TV show to <laughs> bikers. <laughs> Maybe you guys probably like the Punisher. You ever read the Punisher, guys? <laughs> it's like, like it's not part of the MU. Uh, but no, that's awesome. Uh, I watched the pre- I watched the Predator last night. The oh, new Predator how movie. did that really? go for you? Okay, it's okay for I'm what it is. Hearing mixed. It's okay for what it is. Um, how there there's a couple things like I want to go back and rewatch it because there were a couple times that. Like I, I caught like editing stuff. Yep. Like continuity. Like continuity. Like wait, oh, okay. wait. Where did he get that? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or wait, but you were over here. Okay. I may be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I heard that there was massive problems with it, and the studio made them do a bunch of reshoots or mm. something. And it oh, is they had a, to cut some stuff. It's a chopped up mess. Well. I've heard it's a kind of a chopped up amalgam at the yeah. end. That the it's end well, is a, the dude, the starring, the starring guy, and I haven't looked up, re-looked up his name yeah. now, and I can't remember it. But he's the bad guy from or from Logan. Oh. And he, yeah, oh yeah, he is really about. good as being the 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 snarky ex army sniper ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really good at he's okay. really good at doing that. But yeah, so the predator, it, it's okay. Okay, it's okay. It's worth the Netflix, or it's worth the Netflix. It's worth the uh, red box, whatever you do whatever when it comes out there. I'll say that that was worth okay. And <laughs> Neil. How about you? You haven't talked. We haven't seen you. You haven't been here for the last while. Do you want me to go over the whole list since that last while or no? Uh, no. Okay. So, <laughs> how, about, how, about so, ju- how about just the greatest hits? <laughs> you, okay. Neil's so, greatest, greatest hits. hits. I wish I could sing more. Neil's gold. So in the past 10 minutes, Hot August I have nights. started watching the holiday special on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. He really was. And okay. I, oh, it's, it's, my it's, it's lumpy or whatever, scratchy oh, with his God. weird half porno that he watches. <laughs> so this is a weird one this weird when the little hookies go to bed. <laughs> uh, virtual cover, reality. I'll cover just a couple things. I'll go more book-wise because I know one of our Facebook messages, someone talked about it. Uh-huh. I went over Sam Sykes' The City Stained Red. Okay. Start of a new trilogy. Say that the first times fast. Right? Sam Sykes' City Stained Red. <laughs> That's about all further I got. After that, went to the Mistborn trilogy. Oh. The first one and someone, I don't remember what We've his name was. We've had somebody on Facebook. in about it. Yep. Yep. Very good. Saying we need to read it. Then went from there to Terry Goodkind's new trilogy set where he started a fight with his own cover artist. That was a wonderful moment. What? He started a fight essentially with his own cover artist. In the book or nope. you're talking about the in real life? In real life. Okay. Yes. He posted online, this cover is just horrendously bad. Whoa. Whoa. That and shot's he had, fired. And he had a poll on it, too. Well, now I need to it. look at this cover so, art. Anyway, What's the name of this book? Uh, I'm trying to remember which this one is. I think Shroud of Eternity. Okay. Jerry Goodkind, Shroud of Eternity. Is I'll see if he's got this. any iron in this fire. So anyway, so there's that. And l- I'll wait for you. No, you can keep no, going. No, no, it's all good. We, okay. got, we got to pause here. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's the art. Okay, there's the so art. open it up. Oh, yuck. Okay. <laughs> oh what, what? Well, I don't know. It's, it's so not now, horrible. So here's the backstory that I found looking at it. Okay. Yeah. One in the books, that's not how the character dresses though, which okay. I understand. So artist never might... read the bo- the book. But <laughs> he looked Raceland after... standing in the back. Well, right. Actually, his name is Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they talked about how artists they only get certain amounts from the publisher, not okay. so much the author. They don't give them the book to read ahead of time. It's oh. hey, here's what we expect. So oh, he's okay. going off of their description. Right. And the funny part for me is, this is the exact same cover artist as the book right before this. Okay. And oh. he drew her the exact same way. Oh. And he so. didn't complain at all throughout that book. Okay. Or uh, you're talking about this one. Yes. It's Death's ex- Mistress. Exact same artist, exact same design. He didn't complain at all. Which I'm going to say he just ripped off Daenerys. Okay. Yeah, a bit. yeah, right. a bit. yeah. And, and Raceland. That's Raceland oh, for sure. And that is that, oh. there's Raceland again, or it's Drizzt. And, what is, what and is wait, is, is that uh, is that is that Firestarter or what? what Fireflash. Fla- Kiss, Fireflash. Kiss Fireflash. <laughs> it's just a Dragonlance ripoff. <laughs> Which so, you know what? I would say Terry Goodkind shouldn't complain all that much because the few books before this I thought have been the awful art. 
the one where it's just like yeah, a super a close up it, close up yeah. of the face and whatever mm. i i thought those have been horrible compared to the wheel of time stuff i thought had kind of an epic grandeur to it and then it got super modern Different feeling books, but makes sense it got really modern feeling like that modern aesthetic that i don't really necessarily care for in are a you fantasy trying to novel. mix wheel of time and sort of truth series together into one here or what? oh why did i say wheel of time That's sorry why i was asking. sorry I was really the concerned. old sort of truth books ah, they looked they looked the wheel awesome. of truth the well, sort of time Ooh, going to that time. i'd be into that. <laughs> Going to that though, with he had Keith Parkinson as his first. You can't. Set. You can't beat. I mean, Keith. TSR and his old stuff. Yeah, but then yeah, when yeah. he passed away, that's where you notice the art shifted over as this well. This one, yeah. the the art of war. Warheart, like there's this for a little bit here in the like 2010s and stuff. Uh, we went to this like new oh, aesthetic yeah. where oh. it was like real pictures of people, yeah. kind of photoshopped on stuff. I've I thought that's crap. Like at a, people at uh, um, bookhouses should not put this. On I've, books. I've, I've never liked it when awful. you get too much detail on cover art. Yeah. I want the general. I want that general. Gi mm. I thought the mm -hmm. Dragonlance books were actually very yeah. good about that. Yeah. You got the general gist yeah. of the character, but you got to f you you mm. still could form the character in your own mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if it get like there where it gets where it gets too photography, you're yeah. it, mm. it's too much. I want to I want to invent my own character. Yeah. 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 For okay. sure. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. that. Yeah. And the last part I'll bring up is I also finished the brand new Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Thrawn. Oh, I can't about, wait to hear what you think of this. About four hours ago. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I finished it this morning. And speaking of cover art, I love this I cover. Like this I love cover this cover this that's Thrawn, on the yeah. uh, paperback with just ha the half of Thrawn's face in the shadow, and all you see is the, his white uniform and the light and a little bit blue. Um, I'm going to throw shade at it. Oh, God. Pun intended? Uh, yeah, because uh, I've always liked my Thrawn with glowing red eyes. I don't like this new red eyes that you can see pupils. And I know there's no explanation for why they would glow. It's it doesn't shade. matter. They're it kind of just... glowing in the darkness. Oh, I think it means like. Uh... They glow no pupil no pupil yeah like yeah. this version ah, yes yes yeah. they just glowed in the old one yep what is going so, on in this studio right now? I don't know. <laughs> a, a, well, sorry, folks. Folks, the weird. lights keep blinking. We're still in the pseudo studio, which actually is... Pseudo studio. Oh, God. <laughs> um, anyway, in the pseudo studio, there have uh, been some uh, fluorescent lights that have been going out for probably five years. <laughs> so um, No rush to they, get they, new they ones. They flash every now and again. I haven't, I haven't, start, so I haven't hit, started on the basement yet. That's true. That's when, you, when, you, when we hear a crash... And we all freak out in the middle of the episode. That's just us taking care of Neil when he has a seizure. <laughs> don't worry, hey. don't worry, Neil. We're not going to let Bob put his Aluma wallet in your mouth. <laughs> don't make fun I'm of my okay Aluma wallet. It hasn't made no the noise this episode yet, yeah. so we got to call it out. And last thing, just because I know some of you, at least at this table, appreciate people not texting people back. Yes. I was going to Venom the other weekend. And I sent a message to a certain Bob <laughs> to my right. I already said. I and he said, "Hey, back. I'll let you know about what my choice is." Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then he never sent anything back. Yeah, I did. Oh. I no, texted you, you back. I no, did too. Oh, I'm gonna show you this Ooh, drama. Where is okay, so, uh, at the so, round table? Anyway, I have also seen Venom. What did you think? Meh. Yeah, Meh. That was exactly Meh. my reaction. Was just meh. Still volleyball. Nothing. Oh, I totally. Oh yeah, I totally replied. The, hard, the hardest thing I had about Venom, it needed to be like 20 minutes longer. And cut it, off the first 20 minutes and well, put a different 20 at the end. Well, because it, it was only like an yeah. hour and a half to begin with. Yeah, it was with. quick. Oh, really? And it takes like 45 minutes to Venom. And once oh, Venom was there, God. it was fine. 
It's okay. just that whole build up uh, to Venom actually appearing. Yeah, I just I wanted more Venom. Yeah. That, that's I, actually, I, you know what? Yeah. In in, uh, in our day and age, with all the superhero fatigue that we have, yeah, your origin stories have to be quick. Go. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We've all we're all of us are sick of origin stories. <laughs> I, I haven't seen Venom, but that that's where I'm at. Yep. Like Ant Man. Like still to this day, yep. probably one of the best origin stories because it's like <laughs> it's a lot oh, of fun. Oh, here's the suit. Now he's Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> done, <laughs> done. Yep. And they even do that in Ant Man and the Wasp. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet either. Here you go. That's yeah. Ant Man the and the Wasp is good. That was fun. It? Okay. Yeah. It's fun. Sold a nice Marvel villain. So I tell you what. Yeah, we, we have babbled about all this Woo! stuff for long enough. Let's get on with we've, it. We've been so excited. We're so fired up. Let's get into this. And I tell you, I got a, I got the barmaid coming. She's bringing us a couple blue Russians. <laughs> I'm lactose milks? tolerant. Give me something else. It's not lactose. Uh, Space milk doesn't have lactose. Right, well, I'm in the bathroom later. I'm blaming you. All right, yeah, bring it over here, sweetheart. You know Tashi Station? I'm a leaf on the wind. It's a freaking fight for me. I'm a leaf. Waiting around for that Skywalker kid to come pick up that power convoyance. We got downloads into the system. Sorry. Pull up a chair, friend. Eighty four. So here we are, sat round the tavern table, episode 25, kicking off a new trilogy, Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire, 1991, Bantam Spectra, but Bob, I'm actually not going to throw it to you quite yet because I want to pose the same question that you had posed to our audience to us. Yes. About where, well, where were you? Like, yeah, where did I want, and and I'll I'll just, I'll kick it off, um... I had brought it up on our reading calendar post on Facebook, um, how I got introduced to this trilogy, because of Bob. Yep. Um, but it was, ooh, man, probably, I want to say six months before The Force Awakens was announced. Mm-hmm. It was enough time for me to finish Heir to the Empire, start the next book, and then they announced it, and I'm kind of like, well... Or they, they had announced it, and then they had said that... Ejected the EU. Ejected the EU, and I'm like, well, what's the point in reading any of this? Thing? I mean, I, A, I, I was mad, because yeah. I loved Thrawn yeah. at that time. But um, we'll get into that. Um, but that that's where I was. Klob, uh, where, where I will, were you? This would, this would have been... Ni- I didn't get it right away. Okay. But I... I so it would have been like 92, 93 when I found it. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound so weird to people who don't know me. Uh-huh. Because this was when I, f- I first found it in the school library. In the okay. junior high school library. Nice. I'm like, oh, sweet Star Wars book. This is awesome. And when I was in like eighth grade, I would go after school, I would go to play practice. Yep. And then between play practice and hockey practice down the street, <laughs> I had like an hour. And so I had first just picked it up out of the school library and like, oh, this is the way I'm going to kill an hour between play practice and hockey practice. <laughs> right, yeah. Awesome. So that, in eighth grade. And so that's how that's where I was when I first discovered this. That's that pretty cool. cool. Good story. Cool. Neil? A little over a year ago, <laughs> Luke and Bob came and told me that we were going to be doing a podcast. <laughs> Fast forward about nine months, and they said, hey, this is the next one you're on. That was the next one I was on. <laughs> that was when I first heard that. All right. Awesome. You're welcome. That That's was about awesome. it. There's that, really nothing more to add. Did you have any like extended universe exposure? The extended universe exposure I had involved the... I think it was after 
the prequel trilogy, which apparently we never speak about here at this table. Yeah, Club <laughs> always brings a Padawan every episode. <laughs> Youngling. Young, Youngling Padawan. Padawan. He says Padawan. <laughs> but it was the Jedi Apprentice type ones where it was, okay, okay here's Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's backstory. Mm-hmm. Here's Luke mm-hmm. and, or Obi-Wan and Anakin's backstory in between the things. So that was about yeah. the most that I had. Yeah. You want to count it there. But otherwise, not too much of After Return. Yeah, until. and my, my pre-reading this was... Back back in the N sixty four days, I had played that. Oh, what is it when you dash Rindar? Um, oh, Shadows of, Shadows, the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Did you ever Did you ever play the PS one game? The, I did not play. Oh that god, one. it was no. just clunky as heck. They <laughs> <laughs> tried to be Mortal Kombat with Star Wars players. Oh god, but it just it. Oh, it, is that? Are you doing Masters of Masters of Kombat? Oh my god, that was awful. But I, I'm gonna stand by Shadows of the Empire. That was an amazing game. It's a good you know, book. Oh, yes. it's a good book play like that sort of that background character throughout the trilogies and destroy IG-88 it was one of the I still to this day one of my favorite boss battles oh yeah um, there was that and then there was playing Star Wars minis with you Bob yeah, right. and the, the kids at the school um, and then like oh, you, you would tell me like oh this is Dash Rendar he's from that one video game and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like oh wait a minute this is all connected like that wasn't just like some one off BS video game no there's this whole extended universe went to the book but Bob, yeah. you, you kind of, you picked up the book at the mall and were super stoked to tell your friends, or how did you... Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I, I don't think it was when it first came out, because it wasn't hardcover, it was the soft cover version on one of those rotating racks. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so my guess would be it was probably 92 or 93, like you, Club, uh, and and I had picked it up, um, I mean, and my, fr- my friends and cousins and I always, I mean, we would watch, we would watch Heir to the, or Heir to the Empire, we'd watch Empire Strikes Back, you know, in the winter. I always loved the Star Wars trilogy because living up in northern Minnesota the way we do, mm-hmm. you can play all of those things outside, depending on the time of year. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we used to have the Hoth snow uh, fort battles yeah. all yes. the freaking time. Always, mm-hmm. you're, you're fighting four-legged walkers in the snow piles. We'd fight. My, my, my buddy <laughs> Shad, um, and I. Hey, I lived in the country. We only had so many of us who were around. Uh, and, <laughs> and tell me, hockey but, sticks weren't constantly blasters, oh, oh, lightsabers, or lightsabers, yeah. yes. everything. There weren't. There weren't cool companies online making lightsabers. Like no, but, but my buddy Shad, my buddy Shad, and I would always argue about who had to be who, about who got to be the one. Or who got to be Luke and who had to be the Wampa. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Tauntaun for a second. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and see, we would always just flash That's between, you don't hear like... from Shad anymore. <laughs> we would always flash between just, like, nameless troops getting blown up. Like, we'd oh. always just be, like, shooting at the four-legged walkers and then pretend that they'd shot close to us and then just jump everywhere. <laughs> I'd have been dumb. You'd jump off the deck into yep. the snowbank. And then we got Pine Tree Forest, so it was Endor, and then, you know, like... Yeah. It was just not, it was nonstop. It was awesome. But yeah, finding this book and kind of going through it, uh, loved it. it. It started us on a long journey of going down the, the early EU. And some of those books are awesome. Some of them are really horrible. Mm-hmm. But I think that early on, that led me to be kind of like uh, very fluid with what I take in with Star Wars, like being okay with like this is. Like, I very quickly developed, this is what I accept as what happened in Star Wars. You know, Star Wars is a made-up universe. You can just, like, take what you want. So, like, 
even though uh, episode one came and was a mild disappointment, major disappointment for me, uh, um, it was all right because now there's like these other universes that exist. There's like what I accept as being like my close to my heart mm-hmm. continuation of the saga. I, I and, and I agree completely with you, Bob. Yeah. I I do the same thing and I do it as like like the multiverse. Yeah, it's a multiverse. Like, yes. Like okay, this is this is the timeline that I think happened, even though this timeline happened over here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are we yeah. talking Star Wars or Star Trek right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's all, 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 of <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. Okay, there, there it is. Our little pre, pre, uh, pre synopsis. Pre synopsis. Yeah, exactly. Preamble, if you will. Yes. Pro. Uh, pro- no. Read the Dungeons and Dweebs of the State of. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong yeah. It feels weird to do a synopsis since most everybody listening, I'm thinking, has read the book, but just in case. Just in case. Or a refresher for, if for, it's been a while. For continuity's sake. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, Bob, do you have a synopsis for us? Yes. Uh, Max Rebo and the modal nodes are playing their jizz flutes in the back. That's what they're called. Look it up. <laughs> I was going to say, do I have to cut? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So, heir to the Empire. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, it is a time of renewal five years after the destruction of the Death Star and the defeat of Darth Vader and the Empire. But with the war seemingly won, strains are beginning to show in the Rebel Alliance. New challenges to galactic peace have arisen, and Luke Skywalker hears a voice from his past. A voice with a warning. Beware of the dark side. Oh, that was what was on the back of the book, but okay. (laughs) And who better to lead this bid to restore the Empire but a tactical genius named Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because of his alien appearance, Thrawn did not gain much acceptance in the speciesist Empire, but his prowess at command transcended all of the bigotry, and he has returned from the unknown regions to lead the Empire to a final victory against the newly formed Republic. The wheels of Thrawn's ingenious plan begin to take shape as he launches intimidating sorties into New Republic space, uncovers technology hidden by the long-dead Emperor, enlists the help of an insane Jedi named Joris Kaboath, we'll get to it, and farms salamanders. Meanwhile, our heroes, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and the mighty Chewbacca, journey to Bimasari for negotiations. But the group is attacked by a mysterious and deadly group of aliens who seem intent on their capture. You see, Thrawn and Kaboath want to capture Jedi, and most importantly, Princess Leia, who is pregnant with twins. Narrowly escaping the attack, our heroes are propelled along a series of close encounters to the third, maybe even fourth kind, with the aliens. Feeling the threat is too great, and not trusting New Republic security, Han Solo decides it is best for his wife to hide out in the trees of Kashyyyk with Chewie and the rest of the Wookiees. Meanwhile, Luke narrowly escapes an Imperial trap, only to be picked up by the top smuggler in the galaxy since the demise of Jabba the Hutt, Talon Card. But Card's associate, Mara Jade, once worked for the Emperor and is Force-sensitive. She's red-haired, tough as nails, and wants Luke dead. By the, by the way, she also dresses in black spandex. <sighs> anyway, Luke is a prisoner and taken to Card's base on the forested planet of Merkur. But when Card, Admiral Thrawn... But when Grand Admiral Thrawn arrives, he's moved out to a workshed since his presence would seriously compromise the relationship that Card has developed with the Empire. And to complicate matters, Han and Lando also show up, wanting to use Card and his connections for their mission to entice smugglers into the Republic. 
Back on Kashyyyk, things aren't going much better as Leia and Chewie are attacked again by the aliens, but this time they succeed in capturing one of them. The alien commando is named Kabarak, and he explains that he recognized Leia by the scent, by her scent as the daughter of Darth Vader, whom the Nogri, what the aliens call themselves, refer to as the savior of their world. Back on Merkur, Luke escapes on a Skeeprey blast boat. He is pursued and captured by Mara, but they also find themselves stranded in the forest. Needing to sneak past Imperial patrols and get back to Card, Luke poses as a bounty hunter and surrenders Mara to Imperial patrols, who bring her to the Merkur spaceport. There, Han, Lando, and Card's men ambush the Imperial soldiers and rescue Luke and R2 before leaving the planet. Card no longer is able to remain neutral, and he evacuates his base. After leaving Merkur, Grand Admiral Thrawn launches his attack on the Sluisvan shipyards. Using his newly acquired cloaking shield and coordinating his fleet precisely, his goal is to use mole mining machines to drill into the bridges of the starships in the shipyards and use them for his military campaign. Too bad the Millennium Falcon arrives during the attack and the mole miners just happen to be property of one Lando Calrissian. He activates all the mole miners' laser drills simultaneously and cripples all of the ships, thwarting Thrawn's plan. Thrawn orders a retreat. As Han and Luke rest after the battle, Leia calls from Coruscant to tell them that Admiral Akbar has been arrested on charges of treason. Looks like the adventure is just beginning. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my! There you have it. A long synopsis, but, you know, there's a lot that goes on in this book. There is book. a lot going on there in is. this book. Yeah. Um, which I think, again, I think uh, the author, Timothy Zahn, is kind of keying into the structure of, I would say, Return of the Jedi. I think you had multiple uh, points of view and multiple storylines that were tied together. And as the movie, the original trilogy goes on, they get more complex with, I think, um, Jedi becoming the most complex with storylines in terms of what's going on. Well, and I think, too, right from the beginning, and that's one of the reasons why this book has such huge love for it, yeah. is Right from the very beginning, this feels like Star Wars. Oh, God, yes. It has that character feel, especially a little bit later on when we meet the characters we all know. Yes. And that's one of the hardest things to do is to come in as a, another person, as another writer, and you're writing about characters that are already known. And Zahn does a great job with this, right. with this already known universe, and especially with like Luke, Leia, Han, where they all feel real they all feel like they're supposed to feel right and i think uh, uh that timothy zahn benefits from the fact that he was the first writer to come into this world you know really you know again we're saying that forgetting about the han solo and lando stuff but let's all just say stuff. yeah all of that stuff but um the first writer to come on into this new genre um what he says i i believe i'm getting this right that he taped on a tape uh just the audio of star wars and would play it on family trips with his kids. So he would... I think when you you say, like, you can hear... A lot of people say they can hear the Star Wars music playing. They can hear the voice of Han Solo. I think by not watching it, not having so much visual stuff, that nowadays a new author coming in would have seen so much mm -hmm. Star Wars stuff. This guy just was sitting there in a car, just listening to the DNA, in some ways, of Star Wars. You know, and I think... That's what helps this book a lot. So he never watched it before writing it? Oh, no, he he watched it. But he wanted to become familiar with it by, like, 
listening to it audibly. Like every, they loved it so much that his kid would keep his kids quiet in the car. You know, so he just on tapes taped you know, the audio of the books and they just have to visualize it. You know, in the old school days when kids had to like use their Wait imagination. Wait for your song to come <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, what's that word? So let's get into let's this. Let's get into this. Chapter one. Dive right in, son. Yeah. So we start on chapter one, the bridge of the chimera where, uh, you know, Captain, we're, we're introduced to our first character. Yes. Captain Pelion. Captain Pelion. Um, and shortly after Thrawn. Yeah, for sure. I I actually, again, not to labor this down, but Chimera, I really like this right off the top because there's two layers going on here. The Chimera is, you know, as we know from mythology, a fire-breathing monster with a lion's head, goat's body, and a serpent's tail, right? Which gives you the idea. That's when I was a kid. That's what I keyed into, right? Mm -hmm. That it's this creature. And, of course, the ship is, you know, a ship of destruction. But it is also a thing that is hoped or wished for, but is, in fact, impossible to achieve. And so I don't know if Timothy Zahn is dropping, like, a foreshadowing that Thrawn will end up not achieving his goal. But that is what Chimera also can mean. The alternate meaning of Chimera is an unachieved goal. Spoilers. And he will never achieve his goal. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. How dare, how dare you spoil a 30-year-old? <laughs> I know. Hey, sorry. Hey, we're going to spoil the, the heck out of this. two minutes. <laughs> but, but no, and I, I, I would imagine that that is extremely intentional by Zahn. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just starting out with it. Mm-hmm. And again, it gives us that feeling of Star Wars right away. The yep. named ship, the things going on in the Imperial Bridge. Yep. Like, you can see... You can see they do call it kind of stereotypical now or kind of a trope now, but you do see it right from the very beginning of this book. You can see the planet in the background. Yes. You can see the, the ship comes flying over the camera. You yep. feel that in this yep. book. And, I, you know, I believe that this is uh, exactly how Star Wars should always start out. He was like, hey, the three movies started out with the Empire. My book should start out with the Empire. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... a. a a right idea. Um, but Captain Pellion, we get this idea that he's kind of old and all the officers on the bridge with him are, they're all young. Yes. And they're, doing, they're shouting orders over the bridge and they're unschooled. It a lot of sense though because there's that callback to the Superstar Destroyer in Return of the Jedi. I love it. I remember this. watching Return of the Jedi and I'm like, well, okay, big ship crashed, it got blown up, whatever. Yes. But now it's explaining that if you were on that ship, you were going to be promoted a lot faster. Yeah. I, so I all the best people this. are dead now. I love and this idea. old Crap people. No offense yeah. to old crap people. <laughs> well, and there is the quick drop too about how how some of the people are here voluntarily and some of them are not. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. But I, one that I love about Zahn is that he he had watched those movies so much that he reinterprets some of the scenes that I thought I knew so well. And like you said about the uh, let's get some name stuff out of the way right away because. It is called Executor. The name of the ship yep. that crashes, crashes is Executor. As a kid, I never called it Executor. It I was always Executor to me. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was so because cooler. that's so much cooler. Yeah. I don't know I who made the decision to call Vader, it Executor. He'd execute everything. It made sense to me. Yeah, yeah because but, he's an executive, yeah. but he's also executes. I in my mind it will always be smash them together. together. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Superstars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's scout ships returning from the Obroa Sky System. Bruh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> the, bro? the Obroa Sky System, where there's just topless ladies and the Bud Light flows like wine. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's there's waterfalls. 
of Natty Light <laughs> all the time, bro. <laughs> Natty Light speed, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. We I'm, apologize I'm, for that. <laughs> give me, give me one, give me a glass of Natty Light off the waterfall. My chick, she's gonna have, she's gonna have a Wookie Navel, and and then we're just gonna party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bruh, sky day. <laughs> but I like that even Pelion muses over the hubris of a second Death Star. You know, um, I, mm, you get the, almost this idea that the feeling of some of the higher ups in the second, Empire, third even. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't work. Let's make a whole planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that some of the higher ups here kind of felt that the emperor was kind of crazy at the end. Yeah. Oh, I, he was. Yeah, and I, 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 I liked oh, that. We're gonna build a new Death Star. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be grand. It's gonna be the biggest Death Star in the world. <laughs> you know what I feel like people people get wrong a lot of times about the Empire, right? For me, is I always. Felt growing up that they were an analog to Nazi Germany. Well, yeah. You know, they're a bunch of... And, I mean, they were all the same actors that played Nazis in the old movies. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know? And so... And they were gray, and they wore kind of Nazi-like uniforms. So I was, I was like, yeah, and the Emperor and Darth Vader were seen as, like, crazy Hitler. You know? And they're like, Well, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and most, of the, most of the actors who played the Emperor, or, excuse me, who played... Empire officers who played Imperials yeah. were British or European actors, so they always had a little bit of an accent to them, too. Right, right. And I I love this because then when we get Thrawn, I always feel like Thrawn is a, an analogy in some ways to, like, the, like, Rommel. Erwin Rommel, who was a t- famous tank, um, you know, captain. Okay, history teacher, let's dive <laughs> into it. But I, but I just, but I always felt that he was going, like, like, He's not as Nazi, you know, as okay. the Emperor and Vader, that he was the calm, cool, collected one. Some of the, you know, the little bit more discerning, mm. uh, you know, there's kind of a, well, I won't go into a, a history we, lesson yeah. <laughs> on Rommel. But well, yeah, yeah we, we, get a bit, we get a little bit of a setup on uh, Pelion, on Thrawn. There's a lot of talk of art, which yes. I'm, I'm not going to... I love this. I'm not going to lie. Good, I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Uh-huh. Just jumping into this, I'm like, ugh. Oh, I like this. I do. Oh. I do like where it goes. Right. But I, I, I don't know if I'd start a book like that. Oh, really? Really? You know, maybe like kick it off a little it. more exciting. I don't. I get it. Oh, and see, okay. this was th- th- this for me is you know like Bond villain, yes. born villain. You know, something like yeah. that where it's just uh, where it's just everything is calm and collected. He never really gets excited. Yep. And I love the juxtaposition <laughs> when Pelion is on the he's on the bridge and he's talking to and he's he's looking around going, Oh god, there's all these kids. Yeah. All these damn kids that are on this thing. <laughs> and then right. we get we get into Thrawn and we have just complete and in control Thrawn. And we were joking around when we were do when we were setting up our, our uh, teaser. Right. Or Stinger. And having having Neil just do like like the five year old kid voice while he was oh, no. doing that. Admiral Thrawn, Admiral. Be calm. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. can't. But I like that he's this kind of like you said, a super bond villain that he I mean, it might for some people be a contrived thing that yeah, you can interpret through art. You well, know, and he's, he's but he's supposed he's supposed to be just so much larger than life. I like and this. the smartest yeah. guy in the room. Always. So wait a minute. He's a bad guy. Yes. He's very calm, collected. Yes. He likes different types of arts and things like that. Yes. Where did Pierce Brown get the idea for Roke from Ooh. Red um, Rising now? Yeah, right. Ooh. I like. Yeah. We do Always know. amazing Starfighter too. 
We do know he is a big Star Just Wars fan. Saying. Yeah. But, and he knows the EU. Yeah. The little bit that I chatted with him, uh, he knows his EU yeah. well. Um, so, and then they're... Okay, so at one point they start talking about the data card. Did anyone else picture a floppy disk? Uh, I've always pictured them as smaller, smaller than that? a little clear with some sort of circuitry running through. Yes, them. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was picturing like a floppy disk. He's, right. This is what I got. Everything's on here. Yep, yep. And I then do. You lose it. You don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like all this. I mean, you know, and in, in our intro, we did all of this, where the Elaman task force is destroyed because it's being led by an Elaman, and he's interpreted what's going to happen. Um, I really like all this. We also meet. Uh, this, almost, his, this does too. Almost feel to me like the the Elaman always always feel like the Star Wars universe taking a shot at the Vulcans from Star Trek. <laughs> oh no, this is the only logical thing that he could possibly do. He can't think oh. outside the box. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, we also meet another race call, uh, of called the Nogri, uh, which uh, Thrawn is guarded by his personal bodyguard named Rook, which is this I love Nogri. this idea of the Nogri. I love the idea of the Nogri. I would have liked to see this within the movies themselves. So, uh, a little bit of the backstory of these. Uh, so, chapter one and chapter two will probably take us a while, and then we'll go faster through the other ones, because there's a lot of backstory to get through here. Um, but Timothy Zahn says that when he was first coming up with this, uh, and it's maybe it's good that he wasn't allowed to do this, but I like this idea. His description of the Nogri uh, at first was that they were supposed to be almost black at first, that they had gotten, that they were, you know, extremely dark in mm -hmm. color um, and that they were supposed to in some ways be reminiscent of Darth Vader's mask because at the time nobody knew what the Sith were mm, and okay. since Darth Vader was the Lord of the Sith that the Nogri would be the Sith so he wasn't going to call them Nogri at first they would be Sith and that his mask was supposed to be almost like a Sith God okay. and they would it would look like the people, well, yeah, because like they revere, because they right. revere him as a god. He even says that weirdly enough that his idea was, which some of this is left in the in the second book, but that the Nogri would start out as very pale or whitish color, and as the, as young, and as they got older, they would get darker and darker until they were black. But the editors were really worried about like racial overtones ah, for that, and so okay. they, okay. even though the Nogri will turn out to be like kind of heroic but that they well, cut all see, that and see i always felt that the nigarogi were you know had this great had this really great honorable like african tribe feel to them yeah yeah well and well and that's the danger zone i think yeah, that yeah. that they were worried about they're trying to avoid that they're trying to avoid that and they are a tribal people mm -hmm. and i so i get that um but lucasfilm wouldn't let them do the whole sith thing um which probably for the betterment uh in some ways but i think yeah. that's a cool idea i like the idea that that's where the sith come from um but hey on to chapter two roll call yeah. Where's everybody? <laughs> Luke. Luke. Uh, Luke awakens to Ben what? Kenobi, uh, who has come to tell him goodbye because he's moving on. Um, and so now he is orphaned for the third time. He's orphaned for the third time. Yep. And it's and logically, I like this. This, yes. this disappointed me. and Not disappointed. This this saddened me so much. Mm -hmm. Again, because you had, like you said, you have him orphaned here now for the third time. Right. Yep. And this idea, but mm -hmm. in logic too, yeah. it's got to be an extended amount of energy to sustain a force ghost. Yes. Yes. Because and not again, not everybody can do it. Not everybody's able to go through the whole rituals and able able to communicate with them and do it. So I I and I I understand that, and I think this is Zahn pushing everybody in in his direction. Right. 
it is it is a little bit of cutting ties with the past, yep. and now we're moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it also just makes sense from having to write a story, right? Like the problem with say after the uh, the Star Wars trilogy is you have brought Luke up to kind of a, a level where he is now a Jedi and he has defeated the two most powerful people in the universe. Unless you go Dark Empire comic books where he becomes kind of ridiculously powerful, you've got to scale that back some way so that you can put your character into so, jeopardy yeah, again. Yeah, so that he could have any sort of arc. Yeah, so that yeah. he can have any sort of arc. Exactly. So what you do is you cut... If he has Obi-Wan Kenobi, a Jedi Master, constantly giving him advice and... Constantly forward, Jiminy Cricketing him. Yeah, th then then you, you have this thing that kind of can be used... You have a problem in well, plot yeah. storyline, and also right? you, you, we get to the end of Jedi, yeah, and we have this is fan service too because we would oh, yeah. if 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 we would have had no explanation of where yes Obi Wan was, we 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 would have looked at it as fans and gone, well, what happened to Obi Wan and his Force Ghost? Right. Yeah. yeah, I don't really think that would have happened as much because this is five years later. Yeah, something could happen in the five years just quick. Well, in the first year, Obi Wan finally stopped showing up. Yeah, I guess something we, like yeah, that. We, we do need, we do need yeah. to remember there has been five yeah. years. Yes. There is a five it's year space. Yeah, an immediate reaction, and that's it's, still yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is true. Okay, and yeah. that's in plenty the, of time to and, have learned from Obi Wan. And, yeah. and in the Star Wars universe too, after Jedi, we have so many freaking characters. Oh, for sure. We got to whittle it down yeah. a little bit in yeah. order for us to be able to focus. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah, is this the first time Coruscant's ever mentioned? Yes. Uh, as far as I know, like Coruscant. Uh, not. I don't know about all of the West End Games stuff, okay. but in terms of the, I okay. I, I'm not sure if Return of the Jedi, the novelization, I think has a scene set on Coruscant, and they initially, when making the movie. Ralph McQuarrie did art for Coruscant. They were going to do stuff on Coruscant and then budgetary reasons or something. Oh. That was pulled back. So it was always there. It was there in the, you know. Idea. Yeah. And he's just keying in on that and, okay. and explaining it. But I like, I mean, they knew it was going to be a city-wide or a planet. Planet city. City. Ravnica. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it was going to be Ravnica. <laughs> right? Um, I like that Luke doesn't like that they've moved the headquarters here. Mm. There, He's like, hey, the symbolism is all wrong. This was the headquarters of the Empire. Why are well, we yeah, here? Yeah, we're living in Hitler's house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when are we going to set up this free republic? Look, Berlin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's, some, there's some bad mojo in these walls, <laughs> man. Yeah. Look, look it's... The Prime Minister is going to rule the country. They'll just be in Hitler's castle. It's not a big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no big right. deal. No big deal. That place over there, it's no, 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 it's a gym now. Mm. The showers work. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's uh, <laughs> let's bring up the pink elephant in the Sorry. room because right no. here is where a, on so many levels. a lot of people have a big problem with the fact that hot chocolate is referenced here. 3PO comes in oh. uh, uh, with the hot chocolate. Yeah, Lando found hot chocolate somewhere, where, which... Truthfully, I kind of giggle at because yes. I'm like, Lando ended up on Earth somewhere. You know, La Lando in his travels came down, banged a couple of Earth chicks, found out about <laughs> hot chocolate. This was left. a long time ago. Did a couple of Colt 45 ads <laughs> <Yes>. and left. <laughs> uh, um, you know, as a kid, when I first read this, this didn't bother me at all because I did the same thing you just did. I was mm. like, oh, that's cool. Lando kind of showed up on it. it like, yeah. it tied my, my little country home to the galaxy far, far away. Like, yes. yeah, so. Um, you know, as an adult, this would probably be something that I was like, oh, hot chocolate. Didn't even trouble my radar. Yeah. A lot of people have a big problem with this, and it's, it, it wasn't for me. But again, now, I'm, now I know what Dragonlance fans feel. Uh, as a kid, I didn't care, and now I don't care as an adult either. And I, I, I don't care. 
Yeah, I don't care. You could have you could have like gone like, oh, it's it's warm cuckolate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) You know, there's an interesting fine line here because I like they don't have they don't have coffee. They call it calf. Not in this book, but later on they'll be calling like in the Star Wars universe. There's calf. Um, It's a Millennium Falcon, and that never pulled me up because a falcon is mentioned. But in like the original Alan Dean Foster Star Wars novelization, he talks about. Uh, something skipping over the water like a duck, or something. Something about a duck, mm. and duck really pulls me off, like uh, out of the universe. There's, it's weird how there's certain things. Oh yeah, that will pull you out maybe, and certain things that don't. The wallet. Uh, <laughs> you know that none of them can see it, so <laughs> we'll mention it. Nope. Just loves the problem. I want them to know <laughs> this is what's happening hey, here. I mean, hey, nice. when I, I mean, when nice. I drink hot chocolate, I like to take the money out of my Aluma wallet. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Aluminum wall. Aluminum Are we getting paid by these people? Probably not. Um, I don't think there are people anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Company, so company. Leia. So Leia is pregnant with twins. Yeah. Um, Great idea. Yeah, I really love. Well, them. actually, oh, uh, if, you, if if twins run your family, it tends to skip a generation. So this doesn't make any sense. Hey, the forces of all no. shut up. You know what? Okay. I think this is. We're such still. Big, we're still. We're still in the process of bringing balance to the force. Yeah. Well, and this is such a powerful idea that this never leaves, even in the reboot of like you know. Uh, you know, Last Jedi and Force Awakens, there's still, you know, the idea of Han and Leia having children. That yeah. Force-sensitive, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody wanted this to happen. It's where we knew it was going to go. It makes sense. I, I like that it's twins, too. It gives kind of a, a neat flavor to this. And I like, mm-hmm. that, I like too, that it is... We, we she's far enough along we now that we know that it's boy girl twins yes yeah yeah, yeah exactly. so again, just knowing and again it's that though. it's that idea ah. it's that idea of balance it's that idea of yin and yang yada yep. yada yada I agree I agree and I again I go back to at this time uh, all you had about the force was what Yoda says and I feel like the force was very mystical when we were kids and it was very much don't a- you dare say that word Asian inspired like yin and yang like it was very, I thought yes, it felt yes. very zen. Yes. It was very zen. I will hurt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I, I will. I will give props to the newer movies. For it has returned yeah. to being more mystical. Of a mystical yes, power. yes. That's not how the force works. Yeah, that's how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, uh, winter, her yeah. Servant, her I servant. Had, I wrote down she seems fun, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, the like, question I, very... the question I had about winter, and I've yeah. always had about winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where? It's, well, it's lucky winter. What didn't happen to me back in the year? Since evidently it, it's like her childhood butler. Yeah. Oh, and was, she wasn't an Alderaan at the time. Lucky oh, she wasn't yeah. an Alderaan at the time yeah. that Alderaan blew so, up. Well, at the same time though, which Leia still... used to be. An ambassador between spots. Yeah. Maybe she had an office encore. So there's an and ex- that's where she was at. Yeah, so, her household. So like that. yeah, and there yeah. there is you know there's still Alderanians. Yeah. There's some pretty pretty ten. good in universe explanations. At the same time that these books came out, then Dark Horse got the license to do the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Winter was being utilized even before the time period of this book, where she was like oh, okay. started helping start up the uh, uh, Rebel the Re- Rebel Alliance. She doubled for Leia. So sometimes she'd appear in a comic. You'd think. It was Leia. It was really winter, like disguised as her. So she's like kind of 
you know, I think they played around with the idea that Winter, where was she during the movies and stuff? Well, she was kind of busy doing other rebellion stuff. Mm-hmm. Hidden <laughs> in the background somewhere. Yeah, hidden in the background somewhere. She's actually a pretty cool character in the comics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Michael A. Stackpole and some of those guys did really good work uh, mm-hmm. with the X-Wing stuff. And everything. But it, Luke's all bummed out, which, I mean, like, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, but also, Leia's bummed out because Han's not around. Yeah. And he's off on a contract mission that takes he's him... He's going to pick up cigarettes down at the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, pregnant. At least, at least that's and what he Han's told Han's out there. <laughs> but see, I would have been so upset had we gotten... <laughs> I would have been so upset here to harken back... Again, to harken back to Dragonlance if we would have gotten, like, early... Like, early uh, second trilogy Caramon Han. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just Han, just in a chair with a beer. <laughs> Overweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chewie doesn't come around anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? So he's he's meeting this smuggler named Dravis, um, where, or Dravis, where he is, uh, you know, so what they're basically trying to do is trying to jumpstart trade, right? And so get the smugglers, yeah. hey, do you guys want to turn... Legit. Legit, right? And work for us, but everybody's really, uh, you know... Uh, worried mainly because Admiral Akbar, mm-hmm. I guess the Mon Cal come down so hard or came on down smugglers. so hard on smugglers that they don't really want to join. One of the little nods, I mean, Timothy Zahn really knew these books or these movies well. Um, as soon as Dravis, did you catch when Dravis walks up, he tells Han to put his hands on the table. Mm-hmm. I caught that right oh. away too. Hey, put your hands where I can see them, because he's like, "You're you," because I know you shoot people from under, <laughs> from under the table. Han shot. One of the last meetings that you had in the, in, the, in this cantina, you shot the green guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, put him where I could see him. Um, and I like that he's got it. I love this uh, this underworld that they create, and where love, he's got he's got Wedge Antilles stupidly sitting in a corner booth, like acting like he's watching what's going on and Dravis is like you know you're uh, number two over there you know he's pretty obvious you know when he leaves I still in the flight suit just bright orange no one notices helmet he's got a helmet in his hand I'll have a I'll have a I'll have an honor palmer yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. blue milk but uh, but it turns out that's not really the second it's a decoy decoy. yeah Yeah. but no and I like this too this just quick interaction with with uh, Dravis about the fact that dude you went straight. I can't trust you. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you're no longer an outlaw. You realize this, right? You're yeah. still a general. <laughs> uh, jerk. I gave yeah, right. yeah. It's like married your princess. You're working for the man. <laughs> yep. Yep. down. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's super good. That's but super I feel good. like they're right now so far they're hitting all of the right notes. Like this exactly. is feeling very Star Wars. Uh, like a movie, you're you know hitting up all the characters. Where are they all at? What are they doing? You're getting mm-hmm. kind of a cantina feel right here, which I really and like. And this is and the, the, this really hits Han dead on the dead on the head here too. Five years later, he's married. He's living in the he's living in the freaking condo with his wife. Yep. I, I used to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm gonna, now I'm going to be a dad. Yep. Ugh. And what I really like is that we set up the threat again in some ways of the M- Empire because it makes sense if you were to sit around and because th- we discussed this as kids if you were to watch Return of the Jedi you're like okay so the Emperor and, and, and Darth Vader controlled the entire galaxy with just the ships at Endor 
right? So like when they oh, blo- exactly. Oh, so when exactly. they blow up the Death Star and they blow up a few of the Star Destroyers, that should not be the end of the. They celebrate on Endor, but what I what you get here is that it's been five years, and only now is the New Republic finally starting to become evenly gunned with the Empire. The Empire is on the defeat. But they are far from beaten. Mm-hmm. Like there's mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. tons of warlords, tons of ships. They're just fractured right now. But they're starting to unify under Thrawn. Like Thrawn is they didn't know who to follow. So they're following local moths and everything else. But now Thrawn is starting to coalesce and unify uh, you know, somebody underneath him. This this well, makes the Empire okay, threatening. Well, Thrawn's name. And, yeah. and which j- they shouldn't. No. Thrawn, and, because I feel that stems back to Thrawn's an alien. Yes. And and the, the 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 empire is speciesist, and he's been hiding in some ways because the emperor knew he was so good. Mm-hmm. So go out to the unknown regions, do your thing. And I don't think a lot of people in the empire even know he's an alien. You know, I don't think you know, Tie Fighter pilot C mm-hmm. <laughs> knows that he's being led by an well, alien. Well, the Grand Admiral told us to do this, so we're gonna do it. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, how, how many foot soldiers knew who what Patton looked like? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. And. Yeah. Again, that feel with the Empire here, too, you almost, I, I did at first, and I still do, almost get the feeling where it's like they talk about, you know, the after World War II was over, there's still, like, the three Nazi subs that weren't in communication with anybody that are still think that stuff the is going on. Going. Right, right. Or, yeah. or they're still just out there going to Argentina for a while. Yeah, there's still Japanese soldiers on islands continuing to fight, that kind of thing, yeah. Remember to Gilligan's Island episode where that happened. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you were watching me TV too. <laughs> no, it wasn't half the seasons on DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Of course you do, Gilligan. <laughs> Watch it. I'm not even um, giving you a name from one of them because you don't fit them all. I've got to also point out, and so this is like one of the last times I'll do it, but Zahn, Timothy Zahn on his writing of Solo, I've read a lot of EU and a lot of people try to do Solo. People don't get Solo right for me. You know, no. like how he talks or whatever, that kind of smugness, that kind of cocksure, uh, kind of humorous. It's tough for authors to pull off. And I think Zahn gets, like, I hear Harrison Ford in my oh, head. Oh, exactly. I, he, I hear Harrison Ford. I can see Harrison Ford's oh, yeah. facial tics yep. as things are going on. Oh, out. for sure. And I love the depth that even right away when we get when we get to Han here, right away, I love this little extra added, almost sadness depth oh, yeah. that Zahn has added to him. Yes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, So, on to Chapter 3, we are introduced to another new character in the universe, Talon Card. I love Talon Card. I love it. I would love to... He's already in the universe, so it wouldn't work. I'd love to see Woody Harrelson as Talon Card. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so this is what I would say. I think... For Star Wars, the reason why the movie trilogy is universal, and we've talked about this on other shows in brief, is that it follows that archetype of a hero's journey, oh, right? which we've heard ad nauseum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why that works. So where do you go from there? Once you have like hundreds of books, then you got to start keying in on various aspects of the universe, and you start losing some of the audience, because different audiences will like different things. The reason I love these books so much is because things that I loved in Star Wars were the military aspects and the underworld aspects, and this book really plays heavy with military and underworld. And, oh, and sure, so yeah. that's why I, I like these. I like Talon Card, because I always got the feeling with Talon Card that had... This is who this is who Han should have been. Yes, had, yeah. had he been this, had he been the really successful smuggler. I like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I really like he like was that. the best smuggler that Jabba ever had. Yeah. <laughs> he, wa- yeah. he was, but like talents older, and but no. yeah, but th- I mean, this is this is who he should have been running the crew. Still got a little bit of snideness to him, and then we meet one of my favorite characters oh, in the entire be Star Wars universe. Heart. Be yes. still my heart, Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Mm. I talked about it on previous podcasts. September, I got a I got a chocolate lab puppy. Her name is Mara Jade. <laughs> yep, that's so cool. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I loved Mara Jade growing, and it, what a great kind of. Uh, ca- it's now cliche. I feel like even the new Star Wars movies are doing this, where you have you know kind of your tough female uh, character. But it was done kind of first in the universe. I mean, Princess Leia was a tough character. Yeah, but for he's sure. he's continuing that uh, with Mara Jade, and I'm she's the original just bad girl of this universe. She's our Kitty Ara. <laughs> no, she, she, she is. A lot. She is so much better than Kitty Ara. She is way better than Kitty Ara. Uh, written better as Leave well. Leave Kitty Ara. <laughs> where she be? But yes, and I just I love the mystery oh we feel so, right from the get go with Mara. Where Jade. did she come from? Where did she come from? What's going on here? Yeah. Um, even Card doesn't know what's going on, yeah. and he's but to she's find good. Out. Yeah. But she's good at her job. Yeah. yeah, and what I love with uh, again Zahn's writing, he is so good. I feel like Zahn is a really smart cookie. Uh, all of his characters have depth to them, and they're in a scene. There's multiple levels always going on. They're always playing angles to each other. They all have their own purposes. It's not a scene just there for the scene's uh, mm-hmm. sake. And Talon Card, um, I like that Mara Jade thinks she he's coming on to her. Like, I'm going to make you my uh, I, second in command. To, be, you know, to you, be fair, I think he is mildly coming on yes. to her. He, but he, doesn't care. No, how, no, do you, how do you know? He can, pl- he can yeah, play it to try to. He's trying to get reaction out of her because yeah. he's tried all these other things. Maybe if he tries sexually, it'll work. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and, true, and true. you're really good at your job. And if you can continue to be really good at your job, and we can add that on top of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, you need to stay good at your job. Um, a weird side note for, you know, the more you know. Uh, ding, ding, ta- ding. Yeah. Talon Card has two Vorskners uh, called Sturm and Drang. I saw that. I saw that yeah, right away. Sturm and Drang, uh, which is a reference. This Timothy Zahn, I don't know what he was into in college, but uh, he, it comes from Sturm und Drang, which is German. Yes. And it means storm and drive or storm and urge. And it was a proto-romantic movement in German literature and music. Of course oh. it was. I See, I I had a hard time automatically, like because of what we've been doing. Yep. Yeah. Because of what we've been doing with Dragon Lance, I'm like, no, he does not have big. They do not have big mustaches. They do not have big mustaches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you see Talon Card with big Sturm? No, Sturm. Sturm. Yeah, I guess oh, big mustache. <laughs> You know what? I want to say that the comic books make them with weird hanging things right here. I'm not. I got to go back and look now. Um, but I like this. The meeting is going really well uh, between the two of them when one of his associates named Avis um, breaks in on the comm and says that the Imperials here are here, the Chimera. Uh, so we know Thrawn has showed up. Um, um, boss. Yeah. Uh, boss, I hate to ruin dinner, but. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Thrawn's here. <laughs> but, I, but I love this cool back and forth and how, like, Card is always trying to play things to try to gain information, like withhold information, get information. Well, yes. there's always this information play And it just, it, it shows how, how gangster yeah. Card is by the fact that he knows who Thrawn is. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows who Thrawn and is. And he plays that and he, card. Well, he, he, does, he doesn't know them peoples, but he knows some peoples who know some peoples who got <laughs> next to them peoples. But, <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah, but, but he knows the guy's name. He, he essentially picks up the phone. Hey, Thrawn. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Buddy? Yeah. How do you know my name? <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to it. What are they there for? They are after the Salamiri, and even on our own Facebook page, there was there's people who like this and people who don't. Again, it's hard for me. I mean, I was 11 when I read this. I thought this was the coolest freaking idea ever of these creatures. Sloths. Yeah, that they're sloths. They're sloths. Well, well, they're like furry lizard creature things, right? I have an they, they gotta be, I, I guess yeah, they got to be like salamander-esque. A salamander-esque because of their name. Of their name. But, but, but they describe it as having fur. They yeah. have fur. Yeah. And yeah. and they hang out and they stay in the one place so long that their claws actually grow into, into the, the trees. trees. Yeah. I or think slow, I think his uh, his uh, like explanation for why they push back the force by the end of this book is actually really kind of brilliant. You know, the idea that the, the Vorskners, you know, key in on the force and so then they pull it in uh, pu- or push it away. I don't have a problem with this because, again, you only have one Jedi in the universe at this point, Luke, and you've got to make your bad guy on equal footing in some way. You don't have an Emperor. You don't have Darth Vader. You will end up having uh, Joris Kaboath. But, but yeah, but no, it is. I like it is. this. It, it, it's an even footing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've never had a problem with the idea of this, and I, uh, you know, I know some people do, but I, I like it. And this. it's not like everybody knew about them. I mean, yeah. we did have... we. In our stinger, we're talking about, you know, he's, uh, our uh, Thrawn spent 10 years pretty much looking for right. these things, trying to figure out what exactly was going on from rumor and from everything else. So it's, yeah. it's not like, oh yeah, everybody knows, everybody knows what the Force lost. You almost, you almost get the idea that the Jedi withheld this information or suppressed this information so that people didn't know oh, that they, they were would. around. Well, they, they would. would. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that, that he made them Cecil or whatever so that their, their claws grow into the tree. And that explains why, like, Everybody wasn't running around during the Clone Wars era with these on their back to protect them. Like, they're super hard to extract and get to live. Mm. You know, they have to have these nutrient frames well, and, and everything. Yeah, and this is cards This is cards in with Thrawn. Yeah. You can't just rip them off the tree or they're going to die. Right. But yeah. I, got people. I know how to do right. it. But you know what I love, again, about Timothy Zahn, and I'm just assuming that most people uh, that are listening in have, heard, have read most of these books, but... What you think in this first book he would use his salamary for, he doesn't use them for. He's got a way bigger idea for what these things are going to be used for, and it all has to do with the cloning facility and how clones grow with force. And not and not what you would think where he's like, I'm going to use this as an elaborate trap for Luke. Yep. What I yeah, love we'll is that. There. We'll what, there. Yeah, what I love is that he's not just like I'm going to destroy Luke Skywalker. Luke is of no consequence. No, to I do throw. like that. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, Luke is of no consequence to him. Yeah, I I really he, like. That. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's not part of my plan. But I have I have this backup. But this backup is also going to be every every Thrawn is that guy playing chess who's always. He seven. He's not just seven moves ahead. Yeah. He's already won the game by the time you start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That's what I think we're meant to believe. I really like it. So, are we on to chapter four? Uh, Thrawn and Pelion arrive on Wayland. Let's get to this. Uh, this uh, Jedi. Um, dark, Jedi. dark Jedi. Dark Jedi. Which, by the by the way, in the I think annotations, uh, he's the first one to come up with the word dark Jedi. Uh, now we know that they're called Sith, but like he he didn't know what to call them and he's just like dark jedi which i guess they 
again, there was like a weird push against like, don't call him Dark Jedi. We don't want to call him Dark Jedi. But see, I like I like the term because I don't really feel that Joris is a Sith. No, no. Jor- he is just and Sith wasn't a thing at this time crazy. anyway. He's just crazy. He's he, well, no, he's just so he's just a he's 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 that he's a dark Jedi. Mm-hmm. He doesn't subscribe to the light side Jedi ideals. But Sith to me is just, Sith to me is a whole other religion. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're just you're not. He's just not light side. Right. But then, well, but then at this time, there really wasn't... There wasn't Sith. the idea of Sith. No. no, And and Lucasfilm was not allowing... That was a part they were keeping close to the vest. I, I don't believe they knew. I mean, George no, Lucas God, didn't know no. what, what God, Sith no. was at this point. Um, if you're going to sit here and tell me that he had the prequels planned out before any of this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. shut up. Yeah. The, prequels, <laughs> the prequels were planned out when they were shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he... Like yeah, Mar- um, no, I... Yeah, no. We're going to go back to the desert planet. <laughs> Thank okay, God he didn't dude. have Twitter back then, because George Lucas would have been just ch- <laughs> constantly. Oh, I got twelve movies planned. I got nine movies planned. I got uh, fifteen movies planned. No, uh, I heard you said twelve. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, you, uh, you're one of the best action heroes in uh, history, and a phenomenal dramatic actor. This dumbass is going to run into you. <laughs> <laughs> True. God. True. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Again, kind of, I, I love this because Thrawn goes down. Uh, all him and all of his troops now are wearing these Ysalamiri on their back, um, and they show up in this town. How do you picture this, by the way? Uh, I always had pictured it as like a backpack with a tube on it, a clear glass tube with a sal- giant furry yes. salamander inside. Yes, like like, like like almost like it almost looks like everybody's wearing a yoke. Yes, yes, uh, still on its stick. Yes, like, like it's in there. Maybe it's a little humid, a little water against the glass in there. Um, I don't know. A little, uh, humidor. Yeah, but I love the what I love is again showing how B A Thrawn is. Uh, somebody lo- he's asking, can, you know, take me to you know the guardian of the mountain, and somebody throws a or launches a, a arrow or something at him, and he's pretty much like Rook. Uh, do you see where that came from? Destroy the house. And he just, like, Rook just pulls out his blaster and hits all of the key points in the house to collapse the whole house. I, 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 I envision this as, like, like, like a tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he takes <laughs> like, the whole thing he just, down. He shoots it three times and the whole thing comes out. <laughs> yeah, like a house of cards. I really like this. And so um, then Joris Kaboath shows up, which I know I'm saying it wrong, so don't yell at me. Um, what is the correct pronunciation? Uh, yeah, so for like 25 years or more, I have read it every single like year of my life practically as Joris Kaboath, and then the audiobook comes out, and and Zahn tells me that it's Joris Sabioth. I'm sorry, listeners, but for this podcast, I will not be able to ever remember to say Sabioth, so I'll just keep saying Kaboath. Uh, so if that annoys you, I'm sorry. But Sabioth, I guess, is how you say it. Well, I'm done. I'm not even going to finish the podcast. <laughs> All right, well, see you later. <laughs> All right. So um, I like this because he brings them in, and there's actually what I think is a pretty good reveal of this crypt filled with the crypt candles, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he's like, uh, what are those candles for? Uh, you know, and he's like, those are for the people who have come here and I've destroyed, pretty much. And then he force lightnings them. But it doesn't matter. They're wearing your mm-hmm. Um And so they 
escape that. And imagine that, imagine being Joris at this point, and yeah. you know he's he made himself emperor of this world and king yeah. of this world, and these are my people, and I make the decisions for them. And I am all powerful. Yeah, this is real power. Yeah, and he goes to zap the random blue dude who just showed up and. Was, and <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, really like all this stuff because you get this um, idea. It's true of like Joris is saying, I don't want any of your power you're offering me, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Because Thrawn says, yeah, we need you. Yeah, we'll give us. you worlds. We'll give you the... I have everything I, I, right I, here. Yeah, I all, all I want is to control... I want to minutely control everybody's thoughts, their lives on this small planet. And that is true power. Like, they all bow to me. Mm-hmm. I control every aspect of their lives. I don't want to be in charge of the nameless hordes out there in the mm-hmm. galaxy. I just want this. And I really like that. I find that very compelling. And it's something that a dark Jedi, I think, would want. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this. What is sh- explained here that I really like is that in the Battle of Endor, when the... Um, executor executor was destroyed and the emperor was killed that the emperor is using some sort of battle meditation to mm-hmm. enhance all of the people mm-hmm. uh the underneath him and that when he was killed that that explains why the em- empire failed which why i why, love why, that why this ragtag group of kids is able to uh take on star destroyers now. yeah exactly which adds a level of realism that wasn't needed, but that was it's cool for the movie. It's the old Republic video game because uh, <laughs> was it Bastula? Was that her name? I don't Bastula, know. Bastula, Sean, Bastula. Uh, yeah. yeah, she was actually very skilled in the art of battle meditation. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they're thinking this is, but that's what I've always called it. Is like you know, that, oh, yeah. battle meditation. Mm-hmm. But it's very. Well, that, cool. That's what it's called in the video game, anyway. Yeah, 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 and I think this idea is really cool, and it it lends a lot of a lot of. Mm-hmm cool aspects to the movie. Again, yeah. once you've read this trilogy and go back and watch, especially Return of the Jedi, totally changes things. You know? And that's really, that's what uh, continuations of storylines should, should do. Should do, yeah. Is, you know, make the previous better. Yeah. Yes. Well, even down to the point of Mara Jade, he will we'll find out, was in I, Jabba's palace. If you go, like, I never looked for a woman in Ma- Jabba's palace. If you look there, sure enough, She's in there. I mean, it's not Mara Jade, yeah. but I mean... But there's a woman in there. You get but. this idea that Timothy Zahn was sitting there just freeze-framing VHSs, looking like, who's Ooh, in yeah, Jabba's I palace use. that I can use? He's like, there is two women in there right yep. now, and that's the one I'm using. Her name's Mara Jade. Uh, very cool catch on his part. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, chapter five, the Council for the New Republic. I always get a tensed... Uh, when we have to go for political proceedings, <laughs> that's all we have to start is politics. Politics, yeah. not uh, like not like it's all bad as long as it's done well. Um, but yeah, Han Solo is delivering the fact that you know his meeting didn't go very well. Um, but I do like these political factions between Borsk Falia, a Bothan, and a guy that a we a Bothan. Which I love that again. Timothy Zahn has taken just a dropped line from yeah. Return of the Jedi that the Bothan spies Many found Bothan spies died, died. God, and that Bors Borskvalia <laughs> is exploiting <laughs> this whole thing to like get poli- to his own political ends, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, the fact that Bothans died is he's going to constantly be whining about that as justification for when political things. You first watched the movie. Did how did you picture Bothans? I can't even tell you because. 
I've always now when I since I was eleven. It, I'm seen it thinking, okay, they were sneaky, so they're kind of more reptilian and able oh, to sneak okay. around a lot of things. And now they're furry. Uh, see, I yeah, see, I've, I've always I've, seen. I've, I've always this. seen them as this. Yeah, yeah. I've always, always. seen. I, well, since you're 11, which is pretty much the beginning of your life. Yeah. <laughs> I've always seen them as this, and I've always seen them as almost, like, ape-like. Yeah. Like, like almost mm. like, like, because, like, snow blonde ape-like. Yeah. Well, I feel like sometimes, even in fantasy, oh, the naming structure pushes you towards what you should visualize, and a lot of times, reptilian things have a lot of things mm. in their name, mm. you know, things that make them sound reptilian, and Bothan always sounded like some sort of mammal. No, it always, to me, sounded like some sort of mammalish sounding creature. Um, But I do like this. Uh, There's a lot going on here uh, between political uh, leveraging and everything else. But in the end, after the meeting, Han and Leia start to leave but are stopped by Mon Mothma, who pretty much says that, you know, hey, I know... you know that the moon (laughs) is around? (laughs) Sorry. I, just, I just I know that's a thing with you. I, I can't take it. Should we talk about it? I'm sure you, that... you have before. You have. Okay, I have. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the actress that played Mon Mothma. It's not flat like a plate, a dinner plate. Um. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Rebel Force Radio. Yeah, we are going to talk about radio. Yeah, you got to go should. check them out because it came up in a non-Star Wars episode. It did come up in the non-Star Wars episodes, but go check out Rebel Force Radio. <laughs> but Jimmy Mack on there was talking about how the actress. Um, who played Mon Mothma was being interviewed and she didn't know at the time of filming that scene that the moon was round or, or that it was a spherical. ball. Spherical. Spherical like a ball. She thought it was always a plate hanging in the sky and it wasn't until years afterwards that she realized it was round like a ball. What? What a, what a, what a world. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. The earth is flat. <laughs> the moon is flat. Like a <laughs> the moon is flat like a the moon plane. is flat. The earth hollow. is flat. You're flat. I'm flat. It's all hollow and yep. full of lizards. Let's go. But we Leia, we only see in three dimensions because our brains trick us. The entire world is two D. <laughs> <laughs> but Princess Leia wishes that she had more time to train to be a Jedi, which I think is a really good idea. I love that there's this like struggle with her. Like, hey, I'm really good at politics, and uh, the the New Republic needs me, but. Luke, my brother is the last Jedi. I should be training to be a but Jedi. But again, again oh, you're setting. <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the first five years. You're in the first five years of being a major part of setting up a new government. Yeah, you don't you, have time. You shouldn't have time. No, you have no time. And that's what I feel like. All of this, all of this. Well, that well, happened kid, right after Endor. The kids are <laughs> the kid. Five years. The long gestation period. Jedi's just stayed for about five. Jedi's just stayed a long time. The midi chlorians just swim around. I will break you. <laughs> but I would like if if I would have been dis- I would I would have been disappointed. I would have been like, no, it's only been five years. She hasn't set up a new government and become a master Jedi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that hasn't happened. Well, she better not. Have. But that's that's well, what it took I took Luke two days. So I mean, <laughs> but I do think that that's what we're supposed to kind of erase any kind of things that we might feel about like Leia. Why hasn't she progressed? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, here or there. And same with Luke. Is that for the last five years they have been doing nothing but still fighting the Empire and creating a new government. They don't have time. Well, and you need to get everybody to sign up for your new government because, remember, this is a republic. And yeah, so yeah. That I'm sure, you know, going in, just like the smuggler, just like the smugglers, I'm sure, You're negotiating. Going, going into a lot of planets, hey, 
do you want to? You were part of the old republic. Do you want to be part of the new republic again? Yep. Uh, They're no, scared the no, empire is going to come. No, because we ended up as the empire again. What? How are you different than the yeah, empire? How can you protect us? And they're even got to convince, like, can you even protect us from the empire mm-hmm. if they come down our throats? And if you just look at, like, I've dealt with some like small town politics stuff, and like <laughs> even like annexing like a township into like the city garbage route or whatever yeah. is a pain in the butt. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing this on like a galaxy wide level. <laughs> It's true, it's true. Um, but we want this. You gave the Rathorians this. We want that and this. <laughs> yeah, endless politics, which is great. I like that we just get a, a taste of it. But, but not anyway, a lot. Not a lot not of a it. Not a lot. In the end, Mon Mothma says there's this race called the you know, the Bims on Bimisari. We've done a lot of work trying to get them uh, in. You need to go talk to them. You know, they they vaunt Jedi. They really love the Jedi. So, Luke, you can go along as well. And so, off they go, Chapter 6, to Bimisari. And with this road trip here, I love the feeling that we get from both Han and Luke about, I hate living in the city. (laughs) I want to be on my, I want to be driving around on my ship. Yep. I want to be out doing stuff and just the fact that yes, both these characters would be so claustrophobic and out of place in the city at and out of place in the city at yeah. this point. And, and, and especially on like a, a a political mission, like yes. you know, yeah. doing something like this. I like that Han is all you know, uh his bounty hunter instinct or not bounty hunter, but smuggler, smuggler. instincts are are keying in. I mean he wants to blast her up. You know, but the Bims are like, no weapons on this planet, and he doesn't want to put his blaster away. He constantly feels there's some sort of trap going on. And I, I like, I like that moment when they get, when they get, when they take his blaster away, and we get that moment of you can feel the eye contact between Han and Luke because they say nothing about his lightsaber. Yeah, and he's like, well, maybe they just think I'm a Jedi. I'm a ceremonial. I know how to handle it. I don't know. I'm just not gonna say. It. And I like that because that's smart. Yeah, I, it makes these characters, you know, like they're they're a little gray sometimes. You know, this because that would be huge. Like going, that'd be like you know, you're going to talk to Kim Jong Un, and you're like, uh, does he know you got a claymore on your back? Hey, whatever. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> why, why are you allowed to take the sword into the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And but that is exactly that is exactly a moment that Han and Luke would have in the movies. Right. That right. that they would have in the movies of the uh, All right. right. And another thing that as they're flying in, again how he tonally just gets these characters so dead on is that Luke and Leia are like half talking to each other using Jedi stuff. And then Han is just like, I hate, I hate listening to your half conversations. Like, I just hate this. <laughs> he gets it totally. He just nails it. It is because it, it, it is again. It's like it's like marrying into the foreign family, and yeah. you're sitting at the dinner table, and the family's having a conversation in a language that you don't speak. Right, exactly. <laughs> but Zahn does foreshadow. You know something's going to go on because they leave Chewbacca behind, and Han puts his like com link on his lapel. Like real close that he could touch it without being observed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I'm just call- adjusting my collar. Yeah, so you could call for Chewbacca, which again shows that he's like, you know, this world weary, you know, he tough guy. He knows. I've he got knows. a, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, but now you guys have been frosting rainbows about this whole thing right now. Okay, go, yeah, go. Fantastic about this. Yeah, go for it. This is stupid. Tell me how this chapter. They've spent five years fighting the Empire, and they have a bad feeling, and, well, what's the worst that could happen? We're going to leave everything behind. Mm, they don't. Really? Really? No blaster. Leia has no blaster. Nothing. They go undefended, and now they're going to separate the party. 
Luke goes off on his own, and now they're on their own undefended. True. True. After all these things that they've gone through these five years. Yeah. You haven't learned anything? No, no. I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think that's not correct. I know you are. Because, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you are. Um, really? I, I'm amazed. <laughs> I am not. Um, Luke does have his lightsaber. They do split up the party, but Leia and Luke both say that they're trying to feel out the bims for duplicity. Right, like because they're saying, "Hey, um, we're gonna split you up." Like Luke, you might want to see the art tower. You guys might want to see the market, and they have a bad feeling about it. But Han has done his due diligence. They can't bring weapons because of the situation. It's super high pressure that they have to do this politically. He's got the comm link ready with Chewbacca, kind of waiting. I, prob for, probably for got Neil's Falcon. Point, and 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 how is it? Go ahead, Luke. Pregnant? I I wouldn't like me myself. Oh yeah. If I if I'm her brother, if I'm her husband, yeah. No, 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 no. None of this is gonna go on. Well, but you got to remember, they're just going for a political meeting to a planet. They they drop the line that Han's got a bad feeling about this. There is nothing though that is showing them something's going to happen. This and is, this is this is just supposed this is just supposed to be a, a political chat with a fairly docile race. And I want to point out here, it's 1991. Timothy's on. What? Let's bring the girl to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna go. It's it's shoulder padded pantsuits like powerful pregnant woman going to do political stuff. Yes. But, hey, <laughs> hey, you're a girl. You want to go to the mall? <laughs> That's true. Now, same idea though. Look yeah. At, from movie standpoint, what was yep. the last type of like political thing we ever saw them doing where it was all them together? Meeting with Lando back yep. on his right planet. And how did that dinner go? Well, no, it didn't go well. No, oh, wait, so they were having a, were having a politic planning meeting, and it didn't go well. So now they're going to go in even less Yeah, prepared. but this is, I'm, this is, this I'm is. I'm going to stand by Neil on this I'm one. I'm not, they, no, no, no. Leia's, <laughs> no way. They, no, no, you. But they've also. You, as, they, as either her brother or as her husband, she's going with guards. But they've also yeah, done. With no weapons. That's true. They've also they should have had New Republic guards, guards yes. with like stun guns or yeah. something. They can't have weapons on this planet. Well, no, no, she's coming if she, if she has guards and they have stun guns or something. <laughs> but for whatever reason, the New Republic needs not, needs I'm, this planet yeah. to yeah. join. Yeah. Also, think about the fact they've done. How many of these have has Leia done? I was gonna say you I go to the planet. This could have, this could have been like a whole thing, though. I feel like we're supposed to believe that in the last five years she has been doing this all the time. The reason that. Han doesn't want her is because he feels that she's pregnant like she's you pregnant, brought up. Yeah. I feel that Zahn, you know, I mean, obviously you have to contrive things sometimes for the plot, but I think he's done enough, to, you know, where, where Han's not really wanting to do this, Luke's not really, like, he he gives enough of, like, what real characters would do, but still needs to get you into a dangerous situation, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like it's unbelievable. The remains split. Bring, yeah. bring, 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 idea, the, bring the girl... No, you can go ahead, Club. I'll come after you. Bring the girl to the mall. Hey, you're the religious dude. You want to go look at a temple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as you're going to nail the, all those uh, stereotypes. <laughs> <on the end. laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Neil. What were you going to yeah. say? Well, even if they came with their weapons, you could establish now our pronunciation again. Nikki, no. What are they Nigiri. called? Nigiri. No, this is the Nagiri. No, Nagiri. 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 No. Yeah. Okay, you could have established them as superior fighters, even if they had their own weapons. That would have made the threat even bigger. But now it's, oh, they didn't have weapons, of course they were going to take them over. But that's why the, it makes the Nogri it, it, intelligent. They're, they're a group of, like, 
uh, Navy SEALs, they know they're going to be unarmed on a planet. And they have manipulated the, uh, the higher-ups to get them separated without the BIMs actually really knowing that they're doing it. Like, it, they're going to take them when they're unarmed. Yeah, no, but I'm still thinking the same idea. If they were armed, it would raise it that much higher their stakes if they're that much better. Well, no, I, I feel that it makes the stakes better that you have our main characters unarmed. If, if Han has his blaster, it makes him Han, superhero Han, with his blaster. Now he is Han without a blaster. But now here's the same thought going back to Luke's pregnant conversation here. Yeah. Okay, is he going to go into a shootout with his pregnant wife nearby? Yeah. That well, would add such depth to him of, I've actually got to think about my family right now. Well, and he might actually do something. But and this he, is a partial. But he is. This is Leia's decision, not Han's. You're acting like Han can dictate what Leia does. Leia's like, Han, you're coming with me. I'm going to this meeting, pregnant or not. This is super important. The New Republic is my baby. You're coming with me, as, including these two babies. But, <laughs> but you're my baby but it's, and it's, these two babies. But it's her, it's her decision. It's her decision. And again, they both are Force that, that users. Is, that's a good they point. sense a good no point. duplicity in the BIMs. And this is a partial callback to Empire. Oh. Where they're walking into the safe, they're walking into the quote unquote safe situation. Yep. The Empire's already here, already established, uh, is already here yep. secretly, and they're going, they're going, they're going in, and they're going to get busted basically because right. the Empire is already here, exactly like they did in Empire. Right. Let's talk about them getting busted. Yeah. <laughs> but but this if, came if, out of nowhere for me. I, just, yeah. just because I want to say this line, if I were Luke and I am. Um, <laughs> yes, you are Luke. <laughs> I told you no. I found him outside in the snow. Winston <laughs> right. Rice, Muppets. Um, no, no, I, I definitely I God, I'd be a little bit more on edge about yeah. my pregnant sister walking around. I, I agree. I agree. I do think that this is done. Now I gotta be like this is not Dragonlance. But see, that's why no, I gotta, can, can, I gotta the, shade the, it. As the well. table may it's remain fine. split. But but it no, but no, it no, is true. Luke doesn't do a good any services by leaving. But see, yeah, that's yeah. why I feel he gets backed into the corner here. Mm. Is he gets is he gets sneak attack surprised here, and he doesn't catch but, it beforehand. Yeah, D six on that is be is because he's paying attention <laughs> is because he's paying attention to he's paying attention to Leia. Right. Okay. Even though they're separated, they still have. Yeah, they're he's, doing their... he's still paying attention. He's still yep. worried about her, mm. not thinking, not really thinking about himself, and that's why he's able right. to not just say, "Whoa, wait, I feel five bad dudes yeah. coming up the stairs right now." Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's con because he is distracted. Okay. Because right. That. That's a, that's right. a good that's a good point. That's a good point. Which I I like this. So Luke gets attacked first, right? So he's up. And the the alien. Well, I, I think it, we're meant to think it's simultaneous, right? Like these attacks are happening simultaneously. But I think yeah. we encounter Luke's I first. So. Um, so the the Nogri uh, kind of separate him off from everybody, um, and then they start. They have these stulky sticks. I don't know how you pronounce it. Stun sticks. Stulky. Yeah, yeah stulky sticks. Stul Stulky, Yeah. They they shoot out this spray net, right? Um, shooters. Yeah, fancy web shooters. Fancy web shooters. Yeah, <laughs> much yeah. longer web shooters. Yeah, but, yeah, but 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 the webbing solidifies after it shoots yeah. out. I like the this idea for a weapon is really cool. Um, and, and, I, and I will point out my problem right here. Right now. Oh, what's that? Premature. Sorry. <laughs> They're just shooting web everywhere, <laughs> stuck to the walls. The I, ceiling. I, I swear this never happens. <laughs> 
I'm surrounded by it. It's a great action. What are you saying? Luke is in the middle of a what here? Well, it's a great. It's a great. It's a great action scene. This would look awesome on film. Luke just straight up murdered a bunch of sentient beings here, and I have a problem with that. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I never thought about that. Good guys, bad guys, whatever it is, he just straight up murders them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I guess we are even told that in his mind, he just thinks he knows that they're trying to, ca or he thinks they're just trying to capture him, right? Like that they with don't the really want him with yeah, the webbing that they're not being yes. deadly. But I feel yeah. with Je I feel as a Jedi and Jedi respect for life. Yada yada. Let's yada, go back to what Luke straight up said. Murders because who is being threatened? Why does he murder them? Who's being threatened? His sister. His sister with yeah. two pre with two babies inside. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna. And I do like out. the idea that his you know, the Jedi journey is never over. Yes. Yeah. Like you don't just I'm a Jedi and now whatever I do I'm just a Jedi whatever. Right. right. No, it's you. You constantly have to keep yourself in check with that. Right. 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 And really, I mean, at the end of, um, Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. I, was he really? I don't. I don't no. feel like he really earned it. No. At the end of that. No. No. no, I'll give you that. Not too much. Because he so barely weird. holds on to that final fight, and it's he's really about to get killed. It's his father that does yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you and, get... he, and he flips out, and he kind of like throws a saber and whatever. Like you, That's okay, a you, smart idea. yeah, you give up. Yeah. I mean, cool shot. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. cool yeah. shot. But, but he won't give in to hate. But then what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But then what? You die. Your friends die. You die. Your friends die. The rest of the universe dies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He should have made a plan like that. <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> I was just gonna say he tanned it. He tanned it right there. Like, <laughs> I, on those episodes, I, I would have been. I would have been. I would have been much. He did He fainted. I would have been much better here with him, like you know, like force pulling down the wall to block off entrances, right, and then running away or. Move, or moving away to go help Leia right. or anything like that. The fact that he just, all right, right, and then whips it around and straight up murders everybody. Right. That's I, an issue for and me. And I just always liked it. Like I said, it's a cool <laughs> scene. It's, a cool it's scene. an awesome yeah. scene. Yeah. And I as, hear you. And as yep. a kid, yes. Yeah. But as an adult, looking at this and, yep. know, and knowing this lore mm -hmm. so much yeah. and being steeped in this lore, I'm like, yeah. you just straight up murdered yeah, a bunch of true. dudes. So, Getting a little darker. So you guys know there's always that argument online of, you know when there's lightsaber duels yeah. why can't they just use the force to turn their other ones off yeah yet here he uses a switch to pull a trigger yeah so is there an actual thing that causes so, it so they can't do that to I think that I think or, that this was before they ever worked oh, out like yeah, what was yeah, on a lightsaber definitely before forums oh yeah, yeah. definitely so I think like, he's able to do this and pull a trigger so would he be able to force turn someone's lightsaber yes uh, so, so I think if you look at the original, like Return of the Jedi saber or even Vader's yep. from the first movies, there's definitely switches on yes. there that should have been turned on and off. And isn't it kind of more modern idea that they use the Force to turn them on and off or I something like really that? Actually, actually, I, actually, I, I actually, I'm know. not I'm just, sure either. Because I know there's that argument where it's oh, they just could have turned them off and. Well, if you know of the argument and you want to weigh in on that, <laughs> please help us. I, well, I, I, I actually know that I've never really thought. And you have the, you have the, you have the switch. You have like the thumb switch on your saber or the yeah. switch on your saber that you hold down as you're honorably lightsaber fencing. Yeah. And then I feel, I almost feel like Luke has put like, has like built in a, the like always on button <laughs> yeah. that he can like click over. Because like how many Jedi's does he fight? Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The always on button. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like here a weird my thing. Password well, my password for my phone is 000. zero 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 zero. Okay, Well, because if, if you think about previous lightsaber battles, <laughs> you think about previous lightsaber battles. When yeah. somebody loses their lightsaber, what's the first thing that happens? They lost their hand. The lightsaber goes off. Turns off. off. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. The lightsaber true. goes yeah. off. We have we have one moment. Um, we have a few moments where like Va where like Vader throws where Vader throws his and it stays on and it stays on. Yeah. And so I there's mm, there's got to be some weird, like, something for at least there's some weird tech. At least there tech. was there was original trilogy movies that showed it being able to stay on while those. being thrown. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that that's good. Um, I like. A weird side note, um, but it's ma mentioned in the annotations. Weird side note number 435, yeah, and we're in chapter 3. Exactly. Seven, um, seven, seven, seven. seven. Oh, we to seven now, it's fine. Zan, like, how do you t say in uh, that a lightsaber turns on? Like, what do you write? And he writes, snap hiss. Because he's like, I don't know what I should call it. And he settled on snap hiss. I, think I like it's a, that. I like I, it. I, I, I think it's I really cool. fine, perfect. Yeah. I think it's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's I better than going like, <laughs> <laughs> or something. You have like a bunch of V's and Z's and an H at the end. <laughs> the wah of the lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Wah. <laughs> the, the buzz wump. <laughs> Here comes the buzz wump of the lightsaber. Uh, chapter oh, yeah. seven. Well, we're st yeah, we're still. Well, in we could just go we've, through we've this, this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one, yeah. Um, we're. Where are we at now? So basically, now we're down to Leia, and, yes. and her and Han are getting attacked, uh, and they decided to create a ver diversion. Han creates a diversion by stealing something, right? So that all the bims like pile onto him, and that give because he's gonna like raise his hand to touch his lapel, and they all like raise their yep. sticks, like That's don't right. do That's it. Right. And so then he steals something. Was it him or Leia? It's him. him. Yeah, yeah, he steals it. They all all the bims like jump on him for being a thief, and he he touches it and screams for Chewbacca. And I think this is great because this is a very Indiana Jones, Lucasfilm, George, uh, Steven Spielberg kind of scene where you got. Oh, this is where we get the blah from the Falcon coming in. Oh yeah, because yeah, you get you've got like you got like Luke swinging in like Indiana Jones with his Stockley stick, you know, uh, you know Indiana Jones whip thing, and you got yeah Chewbacca flying in and the cannon drops and from I, underneath and just mows I everybody like, down. I like the moment of. Uh, not being sure that we get from Luke as he's in the yeah. window with the stick. He's like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, exactly. I like that Zahn writes that moment in here because, yeah. again, Luke is Luke. Luke is not this all-powerful master. Yeah. Which he needs to be. Otherwise, there's not Correct. going to be any story arc for him. He's going to be this always on top. Correct. He has his faults. He's he can't he he can't be his own ex machina a lot of times. Yeah. Because of the fact that. He, and I like the way that Zahn writes that is he is still unsure of himself because he's human. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like that. Um, but I guess if we want to go... So eventually they, they all get away, uh, right? Um, but if there's anything that's uh, bad... is I think to bolster the point maybe that I made that Leia pretty much... After they take off, Leia's like, and now, Han, you're going to return me to the planet so I can negotiate even further. And Han's like... I just went to light speed. <laughs> we're, we're out of here. Sorry, um, I uh, prematurely went to light speed. Yeah, sorry. I pre <laughs> well, if you paid pay, pay attention, though, too, if you paid attention, though, he's, like, intentionally, like, stalling. Yeah. He's, yeah, intentionally, he's intentionally stalling her. So when she finally says it, he's like, we went to light speed. Too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, we're out of, no, no, sweetheart. We are not going back down to that planet. <laughs> no more bims. Um, chapter. So wait yeah. a minute. So yeah. the bims—they're all important, but now they're gone. 
I think that what do they come back later in anything? Do you know? No, I, I so mean they really weren't that important. So... I, I think I think, and again, this would be me being an apologist. Is that what will happen? Basically, is it's like you're sending somebody else. You're not sending Leia to do this. You'll have to send somebody else. And I, well, I, no, I, you're not. I'm okay you're not. You're, okay you're not yeah, sending okay anybody that. because this is now an empire planet. Yeah, true. The yeah. Em- the empire made this. Made this agreement. I don't care what excuses that excuses they made. Yeah, they're now an empire planet. They made their deal with the empire. Let them freaking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> you made your bet. You, I don't. I don't care if you disagree, agree or disagree or whatever with the people in power. They made the agreement with the empire. Okay. They made their bed. Let them freaking lie in it. Right. Okay. Before we go to eight, there is yeah. one thing I wanted to bring up here. It was yeah. a Luke moment. Oh yeah. I had it was my last note on this chapter. He has a fear of messing up training his niece and nephew. Mm-hmm. I found that ironic with how the new movies have started yeah. as well. Of, oh wait, he did that. And they kept that <laughs> yeah. same idea I going. feel like the shadow... There are a lot of ideas. want to lose it. There are a lot of ideas from the EU that they worked into the into Force Awakens and yes. Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, My problem that, has always been that they've taken what is super cool and not made it as, as cool. cool. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I later on, um, if you haven't read it, and again, they're old books, so it's not spoilers. Um, ben Solo from the new movies is a take on Jace's whole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jason Jana, and Jason then there Jana. is there is a Ben Solo. That well, you, but Jace is the one that goes to the dark side. That true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. There's yeah. the young. Well, we'll we'll get yeah. to there. Well, yes. Uh, next yes. year. Yes. <laughs> so chapter eight. I w- really want to read how I started this. Yeah. Do yes, it, please. I'm sorry, Bob. You're gonna be mad. Oh, Meanwhile, God. at the Masters of Evil, Thrawn, P-Dizzle, <laughs> and Master Seabath make more plans. P-Dizzle has planned to get Luke to seek out Seabath, because I didn't know the pronunciation, and I didn't remember the names of the names. P-Dizzle and Seabath. Kick, kick his ass, Seabath. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> that's yeah, no, hey, um, uh, But it really uh, was what was going on. It is what's going on. Making plans. Seabath and the boys said they'd pick up our tab. <laughs> <laughs> True, that's true. But yeah, they're making yeah. plans, and what are what are these plans? They got to go get something called mole miners. Uh, we don't really know what they're gonna do them, do with them, except mm. something with the attack on Sluis Van shipyards. We don't know what that is. They they find out that eighty percent of the Sparty cloning cylinders are operational. We don't really know what those are. Uh, they're cloning facilities. Cloning facilities, which is awesome. If you're making cylinders. cloning facilities, then <laughs> we're making more. Are we making a new army? We're making clones. Yeah, um, which uh, I don't remember if it's here that they talk about clones. I think it's later that later. we'll get to the clones. It's later. Yeah. Um, Bring so, in the clones. <laughs> what a sad song. <laughs> um, but uh, I like this, that you're already setting up this weird tension between Thrawn and Sabaoth. Or Kaboth. Seabath. That... Seabath's that Saboeth is only going to work, or Sabaoth is only going to work with him as long as you, you know, told me you'd get to be the children. Where's my Jedi? You know, I wanted, I wanted the children. Yeah, there's a fraction. But no, I, you work for me first. You told me I wanted the, ch- and I love the fact that this is some of the few actual emotions that we get from Thrawn. Yeah, because you do feel Thrawn. I do like that. You do feel Thrawn with. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Yeah, yeah, and I can't remember if it's here or later that I am gr- that. I am Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, Who I do thought you were think you are. Because really <laughs> Thrawn does kind of drop to Pelion eventually. That like you know he makes this. Uh, Sabiath makes this easier. In the end, we don't need him. 
Like yeah. I like that he's thought this so far out. Oh, exactly. That, we, that you know, he's you know what? Moves ahead. He, he knows his yeah, end game. Yeah, we we can use him, but if he becomes an issue, we will take care of him, and we really don't need him. Oh, and yeah. I, I like that. And if he becomes an issue, we will put him down. Yeah. Which. <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a ballsy statement to say about a master dark Jedi. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. we'll put him down. Yeah, we'll put him down. They've got the Asalamory. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what, I mean, he's using them as a control over Joris. And I love the fact that when we get these shots on the bridge, yeah. his isn't in a case. Yeah, his is Thrawn's, growing on his... Thrawn's is Thrawn's, wrapped around Yeah, Thrawn's personal, Thrawn's personal one is, it, it's his... He can it's his it. Bond villain cat. It is. Because yeah. yeah. he, keeps, he keeps reaching up and petting it as <laughs> he's talking. Which, I don't, I'd be nervous as heck. Like, we know these things are super fragile. Like, what if he kills it? <laughs> he's petting it, dies. Well, <laughs> like, he doesn't have 15 more reserved for yeah, a Yeah, right. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, on to... Oh, then we go back to Coruscant, yep. yes. where Han is justifying his decision to leave Bimasari. Everybody's ticked And I love his decision. frustration of... I don't want to be in another committee meeting. Yeah. Borskvalia <laughs> Borskvalia is using this as like his leverage points as well and like I like I like how not united the new republic feels. I I, I do as well yeah. and uh I just feels our, like America. Our our, our our current political climate in the United States I'm just like but I'm all I'm picturing is some like alienized versions of like uh, Paul Ryan or somebody uh, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being like, no, you know, you work for the other party. I'm not. I'm not going to agree with you yeah. no matter what. Exactly. Oh, really? You thought you were so great? What? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you feel like this is a uh, you know Akbar and Borsk are kind of like Republican Democrat analogies yeah. uh, going back and forth. But he does skew those. Actually, I do credit Zahn in taking typical uh, kind of conservative and democratic ideas and kind of flipping them two different ways so that you you could be like you know Akbar is a real conservative but yet he's kind of liberal and like you know Boris Vela is definitely conservative but no way he's kind of liberal you know like he, you can't really yeah pin yeah. a political ideology to either character you know which I kind of like mm -hmm. it's just weird galaxy far away fighting and they don't make it like who is the author that wrote um we might eventually do them. We just talked about them today. Terry Goodkind. Terry Goodkind. Where eventually he will blatantly kind of put in... Uh, oh, very. Clinton. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Know. Clinton uh, into no, his Hillary, books. Yeah. And it kind of like pulls you out. You're like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like Bill and Hillary Clinton in this fantasy novel. Billary. Billary in this novel. You can't do that too much. No, otherwise, it no, pulls God, your audience out. God, no. Yeah. So. so, chapter nine, um, Grand Admiral Thrawn is still on board his chimera. He prepares his, prepares his three-pronged attack on the New Republic. Three systems in the Sluis sector. The chimera, along with other Imperial vessels, jump to light speed to arrive at their respective destinations. Okay, I have a question here. Yeah. There's, I have this in my notes, and I had to double-check <laughs> back here. Right. At the start of chapter nine, near the bottom of the page for mine, it says mm -hmm. that they've been practicing this for a year. Yeah. So how is their timeline matching up with where our heroes' timeline started? Are they the same time? Or did the heroes' one start just a little after with that whole first moment? No. Because Han is already checking way back in the first second chapter. Mm -hmm. He's checking in on that fleet that Thrawn already destroyed. Yeah. There's that mention. The Elamid so, one. So now Leia's been pregnant for over a year? No. Uh, no. I. What do you mean? I think Thrawn has been doing these sorties... 
uh, the whole time. So the, 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 the Elaminate task force was one of his sorties. This is another one. He doesn't need Saboeth for, for this part of it. Right. Yeah. The, the perfective of short jumps, he doesn't need it. So it wasn't like from the time. But no, they the whole reason Saboeth. they were. <clears throat> but that yeah. wasn't a. That was, that was an on the spot maneuver at the beginning of the book, is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. The maneuver at the beginning of the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. That, that was yeah. an. Because they were there to get the data dump. Right. Yeah, that wasn't one of these coordinated sorties. That just that just happened. To, yeah, that just happened to show up, and he went, "All yeah. right, well, let's try this." Right. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't one of the coordinated sorties. Not that. Oh, not no, 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 no. Right. I get that it wasn't a coordinated one, but it's talking they've had a year of practice. So was there stuff beforehand where yes. he Dizzle and yes. Thrawn I, were working on things? Yeah, I think we're meant to and think then, that they've been doing this from before chapter one. From before chapter, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty I sure. would, yeah, with with Thrawn's personality and his, yeah. the way he thinks things through, he's I, definitely like I just would, light I would, years I would, ahead. I would be willing to bet that the moment that Thrawn found out that the Emperor was done, oh, he had that plans the Emperor was, that. He had, yeah, he had plans yeah, before that. Yeah, but fr- from the moment he start, he had the plans that if the Emperor died, and when the moment he got the information that the Emperor died. Okay, yeah. well now my plan now these plans go into effect that I've been setting up for so long. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think what is different here is before he was he was getting his ships to practice like individual, like where they'd all jump into one system. What he's using Joris for, I think, is to coordinate between all three systems getting hit. So Joris is sitting there in his battle meditation, talking and coordinating things with the other fleets in the other systems, Correct. you know, that's, while they're doing I, the same that's thing. That's what I understand. As yeah. Well. And I like this because we've got, I don't know what they're doing, but they're reading battle accuracy and coordination and everything else. And everything's up 40%. So whatever Saboeth is, Sabiath and is again, doing. Very, very uptight military. Oh yeah. Like, well, because they're we've Nazis. Got, <laughs> we've got the stat, we've got the statisticians working overtime in the basement so that we have the oh hey look we're up forty percent. They're using so, the eye tracker. <laughs> you can get out. <laughs> and with where we're right now, Sabbath is communicating with how far away ish? Did did they make it sound like it's all, years away, right? I I feel like it's all just one related system. You know I you know so yeah within light years within light years yeah. So I found it. Okay, so is that where they're making the claim of how Luke was able to project himself in Last Jedi? I oh yeah, as a way yeah. For oh yeah, oh he's able to project. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah it's maybe. that early. Yeah, I like it that. Came off dumber in the movie. <laughs> so as long as he wouldn't die. Uh, if, if you're gonna have, um, <laughs> or did he die? Ooh, let's not. If you're gonna have a location, yeah, named Bufash. <laughs> Can we get like a phonetic spelling? <laughs> like, don't put B P F in a row and expect me to just like. Yeah, I, I'm. So, I, I need to know how things are pronounced. Pronounced, yeah. Actually, like, this would with like Sabiath. This and, like yeah. whatever's going on. This there. would have been a great time to add a little bit of that 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 young like helmsman. Hey, sir, sir, we we we've arrived at but but that's. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. pronounced Bahush. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. There don't are throw, don't throw this cluster of consonants at me and expect me to be okay with it. There are times. And how do you come up with that, Timothy? How do you come up with that, Zon? <laughs> like, how like did you just run your hands down? I the do think so. There, because as we go through this entire trilogy, I do think there is times where Timothy Zon just no, adds no, letters into things. <laughs> like we'll look just at closes his eyes and pecks. We'll look at is it I think it's Kashik, is it that has like three Y's or something? Like there's there's things that he will write that do have like multiple letters where I do feel he just kinda Maybe for like a whole day, just hammered on his keyboard and then just went around circling things like Bufush. Oh, mm, so That's a good one. <laughs> either that or he let, or either that or he put it in as like uh, I can't think of this planet's name right now. Ticka ticka ticka, and goes on writing, goes on writing. Yeah, yeah. Goes That's, back to it. That'll work. Okay. Yeah, Bufush. I like that. Bufush. Bufush. It's they're aliens. They have alien tongues. It really doesn't translate into English well because it's actually like stick stick. It, it, in their native language, it's actually like stick stick house planet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I actually would actually like from our listeners. Uh, who was saying Sabaoth before the audiobook? Because this does not look like Sabaoth to me at all. But okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, before the New Republic has a chance to bring in reinforcement, Thrawn orders all of the attacks off, calls back all of his ships, and with Sabah's duties, or Sabaoth, gosh, I'll never get it, duties accomplished for the moment, he persists with Thrawn to deliver on the promise of bringing him Luke and Leia. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I want my two kids. <laughs> um, but okay, it's, start, it's starting to get weird how much you're obsessed with all those kids. <laughs> um, That's power, man. Um, I like, though, uh, hanging out there is Talon Card. So yeah. him and Mara are around. and they're, Hi, Mara. They're able to see the effectiveness well, no. of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which I like. Um, and Han Pei. So I don't Is there anything you want to say about Mara and... Talon being there. It's just, I do like sometimes how characters just happen to be there. Again, you could make the argument that, hey, it's a huge universe. <laughs> Crazy happenstance that I, they're there. I had a note about you they know, miss a delivery, but I don't know what deli why I wrote down miss a delivery. Because, yeah. what, because, because, why did I write down miss a delivery? Because Cloud? they showed up, because Mara and Talon showed up to make a delivery to the planet that they that the Empire was practicing on. Yeah. They showed up to make the delivery like behind That's like the third moon or whatever. Went, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're not going. We're not going now. in there. there. That explains why yep. they're there. And oh, again, so smuggler's view. Yeah, smuggler's yeah. viewpoint adds depth to Card's character here. Because yeah. Mara's like, well, aren't they going to be pissed they didn't get their delivery? I think they'd be happy with a late delivery rather than the Empire getting their delivery. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also like that Card hangs out because he knows that as valuable is information. Exactly. And so he's going to sit there and see everything. Very gangster. Yeah, yeah. Super gangster, which I really like. Um. Han pays a visit to Luke and Leia during her Jedi training, so we see that Leia finally, after staying back from Bimasari, is getting some of her Jedi training. She's pretty bad. Um, and Yeah, she sucks. <laughs> he delivers the news of the Empire's three-pronged attack to their swift departure. I think we're starting to set up this idea that Leia is not, and I don't think she really ever does in a lot of the early EU, become very strong as a Jedi. They push this idea that Luke is strong in like the lightsaber fighting kind of force and that she's more good at negotiations they start to like split off jedis as being but like having ha strength ha yeah having a different skill set and even yeah. even, Lu even luke says that yes. in here even luke says that in here part of the reason she is such a good politician is she is actually using the force for empathy to understand other people's points of view to do a little mind reading on both consciously and unconsciously yeah. as she's 
going through the negotiations. And right. She almost like, uh, you know, almost like, uh, oh my God, almost like a, like a Troy character off of Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Bajoran. Da- Bajoran. Like yeah. a Bajoran, where she uses more of the mental powers for the Force. Now seeing Leia in that purple... Once, yes, once. the intergalactic, <laughs> the intergalactic cheerleader. <laughs> I but, love this. But he, Luke talks about that. He goes, yep. "You need to get basic lightsaber stuff down, right? But this is how you are actually using the Force." You know what else I I find, and they've gone away from this now with the new stuff, which I which I do like. This one thing I like about the new movies um, is that they have gone away from. Even in these books, Jedi, you know, Luke and his sister, and we'll see Mara Jade as she becomes a Jedi, and going on through other books, the Jedi wear whatever they want. Jedi are just force users, wearing whatever. Instead of that prequel era where they're all in the same Jedi robes that just happened to be what Obi-Wan was wearing (laughs) as a desert uniform. Which I hear is like a controversy now, or a, like a, pe- what people talk about, or was it? They, was that, a that you need to be, you need to be in the, uh, you need to be in your monk robes. Yeah, which you know, yeah. But see, this is a, di- but this is also a different. The New Republic timeline here, right? Is a, di- it's a different time than the Old Republic right, timeline, right? Just sure. like, just like you're not gonna see your military your your military guys just like look at military uniforms right now yeah other than like their dress uniforms mm-hmm. your military day-to-day uniforms are much different from what they were during Vietnam or oh, during for the sure. Korean War or anything like that right. and things change and things progress right and right. even from a religious standpoint too Nope. Not everybody wears not not everybody wears the you know the the preacher I can't even think of the name of it the preacher yeah, necklace the, the clerical oh, cowl cowl is it cowl's what Batman wears it's a clerical oh. collar yeah the clerical yeah, collar yeah, thank yeah. you clerical yeah. yeah but not not every <laughs> oh, preacher yeah. wears the collar you have different preachers of yeah, different oh, faiths yeah. and even different preachers in the same faith that right. will dress differently right. and I think that just shows the maybe not even the evolution, but show, right. just shows the change within the Jedi Order right. itself. I guess I'm just pointing out kind of like a what I think we all kind of knew and then was changed by the prequels is that Obi-Wan Kenobi was just wearing Tatooine desert clothes. Yeah. But if and you, then when they But then, if you look at if you look at the front of the original copy That's of just this a book, bathrobe. Joris in his bathrobe <laughs> is very similar it, it is is very similar to Obi-Wan in right. his desert bathrobe. But you know but you know how I always <laughs> So how did you take that as a kid? As a kid, I always took it as that Jedi were definitely like samurai. Yes. Oh, so, definitely. So that oh, definitely. so that they were like no. wearing like no matter where they were at. No. They were, you never took them as samurai. I was I was so young when I first watched. Okay. Those guys. Okay. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking they were like samurai or ronin, and so that they would probably always be robe ish, but not you know. I'm just pointing out that George Lucas obviously kind of, I think, fuddled up a little bit. And is like, all Jedi wear what Obi-Wan wore. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait. So Obi-Wan was hiding on Tatooine, the home planet of Darth Vader, in the same clothes. But Yo- still calling. <laughs> but Yoda was, we- Yoda was wearing a tiny little blue robe. Or brown robe. That is me. true. He was wearing something very similar. Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. So what happens on Bifash? Gazuntite. So Han and Leia are going there. Luke is going off to Agamemnon to go try to talk to Yoda in spirit form. Yeah. And we go into chapter ten. Leia Wedge. Wedge? Yeah, Wedge appears again. Wedge and He's back. I love and Wedge. I love that and they Han, bring Wedge in. They yeah. look at damage from the Star, Detro- Star Destroyer. Apparently, I taped my notes wrong. <laughs> Star Destroyer attack. And well, you know, it's another trap. 
Oh, yeah. And look, they're by themselves again. They have no guards around them. Yeah. It's almost like they could have learned from the last time they went <laughs> off by themselves. As a sous vide, or I'm sorry, a Swiss Vaughn. But, okay, so I will only defend this as being, uh, you you have to do this in some ways just for the book because we don't want to see our heroes surrounded by guards all the time. Like, that is the smart thing. They should always be surrounded by bodyguards and, and New Republic troops. It but, could be a better reason. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. It could yeah, be. It could be. But, yeah, for sure. Just one of those things where it's like, Logic sure. dictates that this should happen. Mm. Yes, they it they makes should for a better story. Yeah, but, but logic you're being pretty dumb. <laughs> That's true. Uh, do you remember? I, I you know, and, and talking about this series, I, I really, I didn't, really didn't go back and read it. Yeah. Did a little bit of the audiobook uh, yeah. refresher on this because I've already read this book. Uh, I remember the shipyard being super cool to me. Yeah, the shipyard mm-hmm. is very cool. Um, and especially by the end of the book, when we get a really detailed description, it's it's neat. Um, but I like this because the is this this is where the uh, um, Millennium Falcon shows up, but it's not yes, really I the Millennium like Falcon. Uh, this is Heroes very cool. Smarted again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of this is really cool, and I like that Han. His knowledge of the Falcon, you know, he everything everything makes sense that he does. You know, yes. he, he takes the lightsaber, cuts the coolant, you know, so that. It's all just going up into the air, which also, which we don't know at the time. He doesn't tell us this yes. is what he's doing it for. But it does two things. Disables the ship so they can't get out of there. And it also signals the X-Wings that something's wrong yes. so that they can come. I, I like all of this. Every, You know what they're doing here, besides the fact that they got themselves in this in the first place, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but no, the no- what they do is great. I yeah. like their reaction to it. It's just... What, they shouldn't have been there in the first situation. The well, first they place. do have a whole I'm flight of X-wings with them this time. They're just not in the crater, and they're not there at the time. <laughs> yeah. and, may, and maybe this is where he like he's, he got his inspiration from. But the action in these books, it it, it does bring back to Pierce Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I really love like when there's action scenes in where Pier- where Pierce yeah. Brown got his. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, in words. order of the reading, yes, it makes yes. sense for the way you're saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I think because his action, and once, even we, once in... we get to the end of this book, uh-huh. like I, yes, yeah. definitely the action scenes in this are amazing. I think it's hard to write action for a lot of people. It gets confusing. It's like hard, sometimes yeah. when you're in the midst of an action, you're like, who's doing what, when, where? He's very clear. He has a very clear mm-hmm. way of writing action where you don't get lost with what's going on. Um, so they need to visit Lando, which like when I'm first reading this, I'm like, yes, Lando. And they also, they need a slicer. I like that they call him a slicer oh, instead yeah. of a hacker. Yeah. I'm like, could we switch hacker for slicer? Because I like that word better. <laughs> <laughs> but chapter 11, Luke is making his approach to Dagobah. Um, Dagobah. Yeah, trying to find a spot to land his X-Wing. Why is he going to Dagobah? He was trying to talk to Yoda and trying to find something. Well, and and he's trying to figure out some stuff about the dark side, and he thinks about the cave and why Yoda was able to hide there for so long. And, well, what happened in the cave? Because there's, you know, who was there for that long that there there was such that dark Dark force, that dark energy, which, in my head, I'm thinking... You've been living in the dark apartment complex for the last five years. <laughs> why Why didn't you go look earlier? But again, I feel like just apologetically that he's been fighting for the last five years. This, you know, I, I you know, know, I initially, this initially a little when he went back to Dagobah, yeah. it's like, come on. This, a little bit too heavy yeah, with the callback. Too much. It's bit. too much, but they, he do, Zahn does bring it back. 
And yeah, and he With does it dark well. Side in the mm-hmm. caves, There's I a do reason. like that. I yep. do like that. Yep, I yeah. do like because he's going to get a vision here. So he goes down, lands on the. I like the few pieces that are chopped here. Number one, that he's able to clearly land, so that that whole first landing on Dagobah, where his instruments go crazy and he crashes, is really just Yoda bringing him in with the Force. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or yeah. him being young and unexperienced. Yeah. I think we're supposed to meet. I think it means that Yoda guided him. I, I guess I never thought about it. That That's way. what I like, think he throws he grabs the ship and pulls it and in. pulls it in You're to where he's out. supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, I'll help you. Which I really like because he doesn't have the same problem when he goes back. I guess and that explains. I guess that explains how on the entire planet he landed next door to Yoda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which again, <laughs> I do feel Zahn went through with a fine tooth comb the old movies and said, okay, what is kind of a problem, and I'm going to explain it and mm-hmm. real quick. Fix. Do yeah. some quick fixes, which I think is cool. Um, he lands next to the cave, and this is where when he goes inside, he has this vision, which mm-hmm. I really like. He's back on And the... again, fixing stuff. Yeah. Because that cave scene was weird as heck. Yes. I, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. <laughs> that cave scene has been debated since it came oh, out. Oh, oh I love it. Yeah. It's an interesting scene. It's a I great like scene, but no, it yeah. is just what... what we're never really explained no. in the movies as to what the hell that meant. No, this explained the cave scene to me. Yes. <laughs> oh, really? This, this yeah, is okay. what did it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That he would become Darth Vader. I mean, up know. until I was like, what? When did I read this? Like, I was 25. Uh-huh. And you're like, that's what that cave meant. <laughs> oh, that, that makes way more sense than anything oh, I ever thought of. Interesting. I like that. Um, but he's once again, has a vision. And here he is on the um, sail barge. He's being pushed into the Sarlacc pit. And just like, you know, he calls for his lightsaber from R2. But instead of coming to him, it arcs. And there is a dark figure of a woman mm-hmm. standing. Um, I don't know. Because it's been so long since I've read this. Did you guys who read it more recently, did you know this was Mara? No. Yes. I knew this was Mara. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did. Oh, I knew this was Mara this time reading it. Right, right, right. When you first, when your first, the first couple times, I, or I mean, the first time exactly yeah. reading it, you're like, oh, Dark Woman. Okay. And you do kind of in your brain going, okay, we've probably met a Dark Woman. Who's the only yeah. Dark Ooh, the red kitty. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, she was one of the. Because it's one of the only women. It's well, the only and new woman. Earlier here. on. The whole, what is the one thing she responded to when Talon was trying to, you know, pick and poke at her? Was Luke. Luke. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, so that's her. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree. Okay. I agree. But yep. he does find one other random thing he can't identify. Cylinder. Cylinder. Weird yeah. cylinder with some writing or something on it. Yeah, and R2 says, let's go find Lando. Where, conveniently enough, everyone else is already going as well. Because <laughs> Lando usually has cylinders in his hand, uh, usually of the Colt uh, 45 variety. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty-seven percent of the time, it works all the time. (laughs) It's a little thing here, but I like how even though we're reading it, and he could easily put down what R two is actually saying. I like how R two still isn't. Yeah, that is. I like that touch of it too. R two does not. R two can't be translated. Chewie's not translated either. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, but good, I like that little touch. Man. I like that touch. Yeah, and I, well, it's funny because at the end of this chapter, I even put, "I'm not sure if I really love, love, love this Dago bus stuff now that I'm older." But I loved it when I was a kid. I <laughs> yeah. no, it was the honestly, it was the cave stuff that did yeah. it for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So, so on to chapter twelve. Well, he's, are we are we still in twelve? This kind of like we gotta go to the Nicklon. They gotta go to Nicklon. Nick, yes, you're right. Nicklon twelve, uh, which is a super hot planet. So I. I really like this whole Naklon stuff. Hot, hot, hot. Uh, it's super cool because the planet is so close to the star that yes. they have to use these cooled umbrella ships to like... 
Unless your ship has a slave circuit yeah. so that you can do a super quick hyper jump to the shadow side. I thought that was really cool and I because I love it because Han's approaching and he's like, no, my ship doesn't have a slave circuit. Um, and uh, nothing is for not in these books. Slave circuits will be a huge thing coming up in this series. Mm -hmm. The idea of slave circuits, you know, so uh, which is cool. Then at one point, Han starts getting worried about a trap of, oh, there's another ship we're waiting for. Yeah. They're coming to get me. They're coming to get me. And Luke's back. Yeah, yeah. It's the X-Wing that sorry, pops over. It's just too convenient that they keep ending up at the exact same place with each other all the well, time. Well, it is convenience, but <sighs> it's the Force, man. Shut yeah, up. It's the destiny. Force doesn't work like that. It's <laughs> destiny. Force is yes, it does. It's yes. destiny. <laughs> yes, it's destiny. <laughs> but see, I liked how Ushin, in, say, for example, Empire, yeah. it was they branched up. off. They didn't come back until the very end. Here, yeah. it's, they yeah. branch off. They well, back, and it's a very, off, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very specific calling. Yes. You know, whereas this, they are just happenstance. Just showing up with yeah. each other. Uh, I, I, I agree. Yeah. And now coming to the stage, destiny. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Lando because of that's who's coming next. Lando. <laughs> I do like Lando's new city. Yeah. By the way, I love it. It's called it's Nomad City. Forty ATAT -AT walkers walking this big thing along, and he uses these mole miners to drill. They mm -hmm. have to keep moving because the planet rotates really slowly, but they have to stay on the shadow side, yeah. um, which is cool because you're you're setting up. You know, not it won't be used this time around, but you're setting up also kind of a cool timer thing. Like if somebody got stranded or you know yes. some sort of thing, yes. you know, you'd set you'd set up a cool. You know, you only have so much time to get out of here. Um, and there's a kind of claustrophobic, you're trapped there kind of feeling. But as they make small talk with Lando over the comm, a Star Destroyer is detected coming in hot and fast on the planet. Whoa. Oh, man. They've been found. Because I love it because you feel trapped. There they are. They, they don't have a slave circuit. They can't get out. There's just these big umbrella ships. And in comes a Star Destroyer who doesn't care about... Getting burned, like no, it's just, they've removed all the external sensors. Yeah, They're just yeah, burning the shields. Yeah, I love, I, and, I, and I love just the, I love Thrawn here too, where it's just like, well, no, we just take all the electron, we take all the superfluous electronics out the outside. It won't, it won't hurt the metal of the ship that bad. Yeah, we're yeah. just gonna melt the ship a bit. Well, we'll <laughs> we're just going to melt the ship a bit, and we'll fix it later. Yeah, right now we need to do this. Right. And this is this is the mission. And Shut up and obey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not really attacking the fighters or anything or the ground. It's just they're after the mining craft. They're after the mining craft, which is again cool because at this point you don't know what he's going to use these mole miners for. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, so we've got this super general, and he's got so far he's gotten salamanders that, and he's he's got a crazy Jedi, and now he's after mining machines. What is he doing? Collecting. <laughs> Collect, he's, collect, he's just collecting, he's keeping things mint in packages. Yeah. That's all. Like me. And this is, and <laughs> I, I, I will, I will say too, that this is ninety one. Yeah, nineteen ninety one. These are the mole miners from freaking Total Recall from oh, nineteen ninety. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is Total Recall. Okay. It even yeah. looks like Mars. I'm seeing now Total Recall Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But For yeah, sure. it's just the ship with the big wah thing yeah. on the front. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> I don't know. I keep going wah today, but I am wah. Yeah, it's a good sound effect. And yeah, during this brief battle, Luke talks with oh. Jarus Sabayoth. <laughs> And, and bath. Well, and we've established Thank already you. that Thrawn. What we we haven't talked about this. What's that? Is Jor is it's not Joris. It's oh. Jorus with more the, U's. There's the extra. Thrawn puts the extra U in his name and tells Paleon at one point that 
Oh, well, yeah, that's right. he's not he's actually the, he's not actually the dude. He's a clone of the dude. He just doesn't. I'm not the dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm just the dude who's clone from the dude pretending to be the dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who is on the outbound flight project? Which but is, he doesn't know it. He doesn't yes. know it yet. Which, and yes, there have been other stories that have talked about the clone not knowing that they're the clone. But in 1991. 92 this was freaking mind-blowing yeah you're oh wow cool awesome. oh he doesn't he yeah. doesn't know that he's he doesn't know that he's a clone yeah he doesn't know that he's not the he he thinks he's the actual dude yeah you see an android who dreams of electric sheep uh no oh sorry he wasn't out there talking about ostriches for half an yeah. hour <laughs> but what i like is <laughs> sorry i'm so salty is that what we're setting up here is that when Sabiath talks to Luke, Luke yeah. thinks that it's just a Jedi reaching out to yes. him, not a dark Jedi. So I, Luke I, can't I, I sense like, I like this. both things. I like both that he doesn't know who he is, and that's very dangerous because of who he is. Yeah, yes. yeah. And what's going on with Luke. Yeah, that Luke is getting led into a trap where he's like, oh, there, there's another Jedi out there. Oh, freak yeah, dude. I, and and, and, and see, we've, we've, is... set up, we've set up how how scared he is to undertake the training of the yes. twins. Yeah. So this plays into it. Oh, well, the, I've got another Obi-Wan Kenobi. He can help me here. Freak yeah. Exactly. We yeah. lost Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi at the beginning of this. Now we have another old Jedi. Yep. And again, for me, this always establishes in my head why Joris is not Sith. Yeah, no, he is he's, not. He just, ha he's, he's, and so think of the only Jedis that Luke has ever dealt with. Yeah. The only Jedis Luke has ever dealt with are Darth Vader and the Emperor. Yeah. And Obi-Wan. Yoda. Oh, and and Obi-Wan. Yoda. Right. Yoda. Yeah. And Yoda. But <laughs> you forgot all the oh, points. <laughs> Shut up and let me make my point. Shut up and let me make We're my point. We're trying to help you from the fan. We're trying to defend you from the fanboys. Oh, there'll be tons of stuff we missed. But they'll just rip us. Only up. ones that okay. he's ever <laughs> dealt with are white and black. Are the, are these white two sides and dark? Yes. Using their terminology, but not. Just but th I'm just. But there's there's different shades. On each yeah, side yes, of the light exactly. and dark, yeah. he's Shades never he's never dealt with this shade. Uh, yeah. Joris is, so he has no reason to even think that. Okay, well, it's a new dude. I've never felt another Jedi. He doesn't feel like this, like the like Darth Vader or the yeah, Emperor. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, he's not like they are. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. I, I really like that. And so. Go, yeah, go ahead. You, you got it. I was going okay. to hear the end of it. So their plan is to that uh, they're going to bring Sabiath to Jomark to await Luke Skywalker. And meanwhile, Thrawn will await him 20 light years back and intercept him. I like this, that they're going to play against Joris. Yes. Like, they're mm. like, Luke has, has proved to be a problem before. We will intercept him and dispose mm -hmm. of him. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Oops, yeah. Oh, we were bringing. Exactly what I to say. We were yeah. bringing. Yeah. We were bringing him to you, and um, uh, something happened. He died in transit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Because Thrawn is smart. He's like, hey, you know what? Uh, you know, he had both the Emperor and Darth Vader trying to turn him. Didn't work out so well. We're just gonna kill him. Oh well, no! And the other thing. No, this is Thrawn. Excuse me, Neil. Yeah, for one second. Fine, take it. This is Thrawn going. I have one. I, I I have this crazy mother trucker <laughs> over here. <laughs> I don't need him to turn Luke, so I have to deal with two of them. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's yeah. true. And the other yeah. part, he cares more about the twins, though, than he does Luke, because they're younger and they don't have anything yeah, trained yeah. into them. So it's He'll, a nice little... Those will be able yeah. to turn, so yeah, So maybe for he sure. won't be as upset if, say, something did happen to Luke, but since he's on the cover of the yeah. other book. But, I, but <laughs> again, well... well, and, and, and again, to go off yes. what you're saying, too, Neil, is he wants... Joris wants all three of them. 
Yes. Yes. He he want he but wants priorities. all three of them, but pri- yeah, exactly. But mm. priorities. And Thrawn thinking, well, if I eliminate Luke Skywalker, then he then for him to get other Jedi under his power, he needs me even more. Right. So if Luke Skywalker disappears. Joris needs needs Thrawn even more to get the twins. Yes, I like that too. There's many angles to this. Mm-hmm. I also like the but fact it's Thrawn thinking eight, thinking eighteen it, moves ahead of exactly. everybody else. And Thrawn smart smart book writing that that you're not having this again just be a Bond villain where the yes. easy trap to fall in is that the big bad guy just wants to kill Luke. I want Luke, to, or you know, yeah, that I, exactly. everything it's is about whole, Luke. Yeah. Sharks with laser beams. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, everything's about, about me. <laughs> everything's about me. You stop that hubris. Sorry. And, uh, but yeah, he, that's he's not a yeah. Skeletor, which I really like. Man. So I'll get you, He Man. Yeah. Um, but chapter fourteen, taking inventory of the of the attack, Lando learns that he's lost fifty one of his mole yeah. miners, which sucks. Um, Leah and again, Lando. Leah, Leah. That's <laughs> why you said it again. Yes. <laughs> again, Leia. Again, Lando. I, I, you, you got to feel for Lando. He can't yeah. win every <laughs> time. I, I love you guys, but I you love show guys up. But every stop. time you show up, my mining facility goes to hell. <laughs> Maybe you should stop getting into mining. Yes. <laughs> so it's time for me to hey, throw shade. I've made a lot of I'm money throw at shade. Whoa, wait, you're throwing shade. I'm gonna throw right shade. Hey, I've made Club a lot. I've made a lot of money at mining. Twice now, I've made myself rich. <laughs> Every time you guys show up, <laughs> every time you guys show up, mining mining company goes to hell. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, basically, uh, before I throw shade, is it yeah. okay for people almost forty to say throw shade? Probably not. It's fine. Um, no, you're fine. You're we were we work okay. with kids, so it's weird. Um, Luke, uh, first of all, let's get what? the cylinder out of the way first. So okay. uh, the cylinder is a beacon. It's pre Clone Wars era. Could be used to call a slave rigged ship in. Again, we're setting up things that will. Will pay happen. Off later. Pay yeah. off later. And Zahn uh, is very good at that. Zahn is yes. very good at yeah. dropping yes. these little things in here. So we're, Many. at the time we're going, what? What is this? Yeah, who cares? What's going on? A slave rig. Big deal. Who cares? But one thing, if I'm going to throw shade at something, I don't get what Lando's doing here. His whole operation has just been thrown to hell, and and then he's just going to joyride around the galaxy with Han. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I, w- I would. Well, actually, yeah. I'd crack him a couple of Colt, Colt 45 and tell my buddy to drive. <laughs> just, he's just kind of like, well, I'll ride around with you, Lou, or uh, Han, and uh, if we pick up some and mole miners, maybe, I don't know, but let's go help you try to get some of those smugglers well, in action. I'm like, your whole operation just got creamed. What are you doing? Well, maybe he's got other people well, who can run those things. Lobot. I mean, Lobot's Lobot's doing, doing it all. It all. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm reminded here of, uh, what was it, the Lego movie. <laughs> Where Han and Lando and Chewie oh, yeah. cruise it in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're looking for some people to party. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great reference to that. <laughs> so, and but no, I understand your point here, Bob. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never thought about that as a kid. But yeah. reading this no, again as an adult, I didn't either. I went, yeah. Who's, who's why wouldn't they go together? Running? Bespin was destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Or taken over by the Emperor. Yeah, taken Empire over by the Emperor. Probably destroyed in retaliation. So yeah, m- yeah. M- maybe, m- you know, you, you lost all the bots, everything went away, Did you, and now you're just going to peace out on the entire yeah. population I'm saying in, your it's mobile, l- in your mobile Snowpiercer City. I'm gonna say well, it's, it's not Snowpiercer, Sunpiercer City. Lobot and the Ugnots got it. Don't worry the about Ugnots. it. <laughs> the Ugnots got it. Please tell me this is all real. 
You dog nuts are the little dog guys nuts. that on uh, Cloud City, the little messing tiny. around in the workroom and they threw three people's oh, head around everywhere. Yeah. The, the little jowly troll you yeah. can do. Yeah, the, 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 so Han and Lando are going to seek out talent. Who? Yep. Han and Lando. Han. Han and Lando. Han and Lando. Han and Lando. I'm trying to throw as many of these mispronunciation references as I can right But now. finally, what and you guys have wanted, are we going to protect Leia? Yes. Let's bring her to Kashyyyk, a Wookiee planet. The Wookiees yes. are not dark. They're not evil. Let's protect my pregnant wife. Get her to Kashyyyk. And fake Leia. And fa- I kind of like I fake love Leia. This. Even as a kid, I remember laughing out loud. Rubio reading has this. to be fake Leia. Which, which, which to me is just... 3PO becoming Joan Rivers from Spaceballs. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's really funny. And then Luke is going to try to seek out his Jedi friend that he just talked to. Exactly. So we are in Chapter 15. Uh, Again, setting up that Thrawn is super smart. Maybe a a step ahead here. Uh, Too much so, but whatever. I agree with you, actually, because... Okay, so he's watched them fight a couple times and... Oh well, they're gonna do this. They're yeah, gonna he, do this. he he does this. Do he does this basic like, okay, the Millennium Falcon left. It has to have these people on it, and the Lady Luck left. It has to have these people on it. And, and the X Wing is only. Boring. This is the four minutes that they were docked, so only two people could have changed. And but we heard Leia's voice. It's obviously the droid. Like he almost becomes a little too smart, but I'll go with it. <laughs> you know, no, I agree with that. That he yeah. becomes very. Like there's no wrong he can do. Yeah, yeah. In this at well, this moment, and yeah. even if it, even if it's yes. even if it's yeah. Leia's voice yeah. and it's Leia's voice coming up, but it's still coming out of the metal speakers. Fine, I'll freaking buy it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so we we we, we keep moving for, forward here, and just to go back to I want to go back to Kashyyyk quick because I wanted to make one quick comment. Oh yeah, for sure. How far along is Leia? We don't know. I, I think she's only three year based by what I thought. No, I think <laughs> she's in her first trimester. I put her as being no fairly... because they talked about they talked about the babies moving and her, keeping yeah, her up she at knows night. That they're moving. Oh right. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? By the third, it was, it was she's gonna by a man. she's gonna have them in the in the third in the third book. So yeah. and so as as, as, as a dad, that, that is it's a good way to think of like. Each book being a trimester, but yeah, but maybe not. But well, we don't, but no, because it's, 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 I'm thinking of what happens in here. My guess is she could be six months right now, okay. uh, yeah, or seven. Yeah, dude. So you're sticking her on Kashyyyk. Is yeah. she gonna have like a Wookie doula? Why not? <laughs> Think of those those climbing claws. <laughs> You get Turn in there, the head you, around. You, you grab that baby's head and you just pull that sucker out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, just, I really just wanted Yikes. to say the phrase Wookie Doula. Wookie Doula. Well, <laughs> that's going to be an ad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Guys. Okay, so we're Baja out of here. Everybody switched cars. We're, do, we're trying. <laughs> Let's go Baja. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to Bro Planet, man. Exactly, Broski. So we have we have Bra. set we have set up a really good breaking point right here, where we're you know a good breaking point in the book, um, where we know there's a threat to Luke. We know that Thrawn has set up to tra- entrap him. Uh, Leia is kind of pigeonholed on Kashyyyk. Han and Lando are out there tooling the galaxy. They're gonna go Best see buds. Best Buds. Gonna Road go see trip. Thrawn. Road trip. Or Talon Card, I should say. Yeah, looking for Talon. That's right. Looking there. for Talon Card. They got the nerdy kid in the back with him as, with 3P. That sounds like a woman. Which asks, how long is he going to sound like Leia? I don't think we ever get a reference as to when they turn that off. Like, is, is, 
Is yeah, he the rest of the trilogy? Oh my just god! Like, like, <laughs> thinking, of, thinking of Han, the second they got in their ship, shut the door. He's, he's gonna like turn them off. Oh, you know what? We didn't say though. The guy, the thing that 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 programs three PO is like Lobot, but with a mohawk or something. They oh, drop yeah. it where he's like a cyborg yeah. with a mohawk or something weird. Well, I mean, I if, if, if you want to think about, if it, you're gonna be a cyborg, you might as well go. Punk. I mean, if, yeah, if, exactly. if you're gonna think about it, what low low what Lobot Lobot. Lobot. That that was like a reverse mohawk. So That's it's, it's just, it's the other guy. He's, he's basically uh, who's Star Lord's stepdaddy. Um, come on, oh, Yondo. 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 Yondu. 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 He's just got. He just got down the middle. That's all it is. That's a. Uh, <laughs> that is what is going on. Awesome. But here we are. We're about chapter fifteen here. We're gonna wrap things up here on episode twenty-five. Right. So man, we probably covered a quarter of what we could have covered. This. I mean, we some. could. Yeah. yeah and then I some. mean, we we know. We know we're welcome Dungeons and Dweebs, aka the Minutia Podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm gonna throw out that I'm gonna be reviewing these three books like nothing else happened in the EU. Okay. Right? Because there's yep. a lot of the we could be talking about Chiss, we could be talking about where Thrawn came from. I we're, did I actually I, Sounds yeah. good. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I, I started diving into the Wikipedia while we were sitting here and I'm like, I'm not even gonna bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like for those of you there's who listen are like yeah. like we're not gonna be uber Star Wars crazy with this where we're gonna link it to absolutely everything. I'm gonna act like hey, You've never read much of anything mm. else. You know, this is the first book to have ever come out. What is it doing to your mind and your world at this point? Not related to all the other stuff that's come after. Yes. You know, and how things have changed or what Thrawn really is or any of that. He's blue. Yeah. Definitely blue, <laughs> red eyes. Yeah. But anyway, Glowing red eyes for Glowing me. Glowing red eyes. But here <laughs> we are. But again, that's, that's one of the things. That's what makes this book so good. And that's why we're such fans of this book. We, we are a podcast. We're yep. all adults now. We're going to pick... Well, we pretend now. to be. Now. Kind of. Um, kind of like adults. I will, I will grow old, but I will never grow up. Um, <laughs> and so that's why we can look at a lot of these things and still... We can, we can pick out things that we love. We can pick out things that we don't like. We can question things and still love the universe and still be such fans of this. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, I... And especially this this super weird, like I don't know, I, I would almost call it like purgatory that this series lives in. Where yeah, it's been exactly. What, I, I think that's Timoth a very good way to put and it. Actually, I think very good. Timothy Zahn said this in an interview. Just like I think he told uh, Toxic Fanboys to chill out. Oh really? And just yeah. pretend that this universe mm. is frozen in carbonite. Yeah, it does exist somewhere. Yeah, but it's just done. But see, I see, I, I do the same thing with me, only in reverse, where this is my universe, and the other one is just a new one being created, and I can love what I love and not like what I not like. Like, this will never go away. These books will always exist. Mm -hmm. This If this is what your universe, what you want it to be, it is what it is. It's a made-up universe. It exists no, in your the mind. the force is real. I'm Luke. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it takes you, Han, because you're married to the princess, Bob. Yeah. If the next movie has the Land Lando? of the Lame Rainbow Brights on you? it, oh, that God, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take Lando. I was thinking more like, oh God, I'm Obi Wan and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wedge, who's just off on his own. You're Wedge. I'll be back later, guys. See ya. Awesome. Yes, right, I, like uh, hey, I like it. I like it. I made goodness. my callback. I'm out. <laughs> but hey, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sensing that hopefully that we'll get a lot of response, a lot of feedback to this. Hit us up 
on Facebook as we put out ads for this one. Respond. Give your feelings on anything in there. We've got yeah. a phone number that you can find the ad for that. We do. Twitter's going to start waking up again. Uh, Not going to yep. lie. Yeah, I, got, and, I got a new phone and like... I couldn't figure out the login. Again, if you know what I do for a living, this is all super That is embarrassing. Now it is really <laughs> again, I, didn't, I didn't want to reset the password because I don't know if anybody else was using it. And again, folks, um, remember, we post in a lot of different places, especially like in the Facebook world. We post yeah, in a I lot of different places. I share it out places. a lot. Yeah. If you want... Um, to uh, you want us to talk about you. You want to give responses directly to us that we will respond to on air. Mm. Do it on our Facebook page, please. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of us actually are logged into that Facebook page, and if you know, if anything, you know, one of us will get back to you for sure. Um, Twitter is our response rate right now is like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, <laughs> very speaking, fast. Of, yes. speaking of which, Luke, I have to talk to you about yes. that because I need the tech guy to tell me how to turn off the Facebook notifications to my freaking email. <laughs> <laughs> because every time somebody comments on a Dungeons and Dweebs thing, I get an email about it. We'll help you out. Um, also, our our Twitter right now is very much so an intimate. Space. Space. Not uh, a whole lot of people over there. So if you do want to talk, over. and since um, and Luke is like, a, so if you just want to talk to Luke, hit up Twitter. Yeah, Luke is the guy I'm there on Twitter. I'm um, usually the Facebook guy. You're usually the Twitter guy. Yeah, just if, if I, you, I I just stop in when I can get the technology yeah. to work. Occasionally, Clob's there. Occasionally, Clob's there. Neil just voyeurs it. I look and then I see someone else already responds before I get a chance. So I don't really care. Right. You hey, can double. We can tag team them, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'll sign all of my like a parent. So everyone knows who responded. Well, I tell I tell you what, boys. I think everybody's got an idea of where we are on this book halfway yeah. through. I think oh, we're yeah. all in. We're all having a good time. I have to go let Mara Jade out from my house. <laughs> um, my dog. Um, not well, maybe. Easy. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I have to go let I have to go let Mara Jade out. I have a set of shots of apparel of fire water over there so we need to go get that hit the door honey if you can bring that over let's go do this let's get it over with hey again thank you everybody we'll see you next time Ooh, oh, look God. at that that's beautiful honey thank you nice. i don't want to drink that Ooh, she's got red gold hair thank you for listening to this episode of dungeons and dweebs there's even more adventuring to be had at our website dungeonsandweebs.com we would love to hear from you you can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings. and can be found on their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert Media production. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. And no part of this show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the express written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. We're rolling. <laughs> Jemima Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Jemima Kenobi. Love it. Okay. Uncle Ben. <laughs> hey, when I was a little kid, Uncle I thought Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima were married. Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm with you, man. Okay. Okay. Well, we're back. We're seated around the tavern fire. And for those of you who are just joining us, I mean, this is Star Wars, so we're, I think, going to be gaining some new listeners. Uh, this is Tavern Talk. Tavern the, Talk. Yeah, the part of the show where we dedicate about 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it takes to talk about anything in our nude universe. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
<laughs> in my new universe, there are only, it. There's only one man. What's on your mind? <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> Great. Where would, should I just start that whole thing over? Yeah. Okay. I'm holding on to that, though. <laughs> <laughs>